0: The White House has released its Christmas video, and a lot of people are saying it's cringe, it's creepy, and it looks like the Hunger Games, but I don't care too much about that. I mean, if they're going to put out a bad piece of art, well, you know, people do that all the time, but it turns out the group behind it is actually a racist organization whose uh, uh, their, their, their mission is predicated upon racism. It's actually kind of interesting. The White House chose to choose a racist hate group is what many people are saying. And it is true, their website is loaded with and uh, with racist propaganda and things of that sort. So I, 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 can, I figure we're getting so close to Christmas. Let's talk about what we are doing here with these uh, uh, holidays. But we do have a bunch of other news. Hunter Biden is telling people he may have to flee the country if Donald Trump is elected. Oh boy. And then we got a bunch of other silly news and we'll get into a lot. Um, Mickey Mouse, as of January 1st, will be public domain. Only the early iteration of Mickey Mouse. So take for that uh, what you will. And then we have some really big news, some more serious news. A journalist and contributor to The Blaze TV has just announced he he will have to surrender next Tuesday to the feds. He is being criminally charged over January 6th for his actions as a reporter. It's only going to get worse from there. I saved the worst for last. There's going to be many other journalists who will likely be charged, many who already have been. Some who've already fled the country, and then from there, 2024 is going to get absolutely wild. Before we get started, my friends, head over to historicmail.com slash Timcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Historic Mail. It's an amazing gift opportunity. It's one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. Think about this gift for the holidays. Sending your family members... An actual letter from a historical figure like Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, with information surrounding this letter and explaining exactly what the letter was all about. So it's a great gift. The American History Gift Pack, a treasure trove. It spans letters from 1776, the birth of the Republic, to 1976, the height of the Cold War. Presidents like Washington, Lincoln, FDR, alongside alongside iconic figures, such as Walt Disney, Tesla, and Twain. It's a journey through pivotal pivotal moments in American history. And for that history lover in your life, Historic Mail is the ultimate gift. You can even make it personal by sending a beautiful gift certificate with both your names on it. It's a touch of class that adds to the magic. This is a good script, by the way. I'm I'm loving it. Here's the exciting part. This podcast is sponsored by Historic Mail. That's right. They've got a Christmas sale going on, and you can enjoy 10% off on all products. So this holiday season, surprise your loved ones with the gift of history. Head over to historicmail.com slash TimCast now and you'll get your gift cards and your 10% off. Check it out. Thank you, Historic Mail, for uh, sponsoring the show. I'm a big fan. This, this sounds really, really awesome. And I, 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 and and you guys know I love reading about history, especially Civil War history. I've been reading a ton of that stuff. So definitely also head over to thebestsongever.com. Tonight, midnight, the song drops. TimCast teaming up with The Daily Wire, we covered the song from Smokey Mike and the God King. And we did it because their song was basically a $150,000 middle finger to the woke music industry that told them they were not allowed to play a classic song. This is crazy. They offered 100 times the market rate and they were still told no. So Jeremy Boring was like, okay, then I'll spend that money and we'll make our own. And when I heard that I said, we've got we've to also mock the music industry because they're gatekeepers. If you don't align with their politics, they don't let you in the front door. If you're a smaller musician, they give you the boot. And a lot of people, I think, have experienced this. So this song that we are putting out together again, it's a cover of their song. It's not a political song. But the point is, we teamed up with them to put out a song, a modern version. Basically, the whole song is a mockery of the mainstream pop music apparatus. And if you pre-order the song right now or buy it tomorrow when it's live, not only do you get the song for 69 cents, you get 35% off all castbrew.com purchases, that's coffee, including subscriptions. So get this you want to subscribe to the coffee club, you want to subscribe to one bag per month. If you buy the song and get that code, you will keep that discount forever. Only if you subscribe in the next two weeks when this song comes up. So uh, definitely support our work with this music. It, the whole thing's basically meant to be silly and funny and very, very goofy. And it will be live uh, midnight tonight. Be- the, go to the bestsongever.com. Also, become a member at timcast.com by clicking join us. We're going to have a members-only members show coming up for you tonight at 10 p.m. You don't want to miss it. It'll be good fun. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and everything else is Cara Castronova.
1: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: Who are you? What do you do?
1: I'm Kara Castranova, and I'm a former champion boxer. I now am a contributor at Newsmax and at the Gateway Pundit. And, um, you know, I specialize for the most part in covering stuff pertaining to January 6th and everything that happened that day. And I really got my start when during the lockdowns when I started being an activist against the lockdowns and against the force mandates with the vaccines and it just took off from there for me and i've been you know doing news reporting and writing investigative pieces which i really like to do that's my favorite thing is investigating and writing stories that nobody else is writing
0: right on thanks for hanging out should be fun Thank we got you. luke Gretowski of we are change hey guys my
2: name is luke Gretowski of we and i'm running a, a holiday special for seven thousand dollars i'm selling on blank blank 7000 uh, a load. Uh, if you want to see what the blank <laughs> means, you have to go to thebestpoliticalshirts.com. I wear this shirt all over Miami, and the mamacitas absolutely love it. Uh, you're a single dude? Check out thebestpoliticalshirts.com. <laughs>
3: Everyone, hello. I'm Ian Crossland. Happy to be here. Uh, I... I- don't have a lot to report except that I studied the invention of the radio last night after we got into it. AM radio is amplitude modulation, whereas FM is frequency modulation. Yeah. Very cool stuff. And it was Marconi, the Italian guy, that gets the credit for building that thing. Tesla may have been involved. A lot of people were working on it, but it was really Hertz that uh, kind of discovered the electromagnetic waves. And so, you know, we, we named it after him. And but you
0: it, can uh, you can use some of this technology to capture free energy. I think I, I think I watched Mythbusters myth do this. They uh, A radio receiver converts uh emf waves into current very very weak but that's basically how radio part of
3: works. tesla's uh his uh wardenclyffe tower was he was trying to send like global radio from this tower he ran out of money partway through i wonder if he was going to do a double whammy
2: and, and produce electricity and radio that would have been cool he was working on some out of this world stuff i did a secret society in-depth kind of analysis on uh tesla uh, holy cow! There's a lot of things down the rabbit hole with this topic. and
0: it was Trump's uncle who uh, was had actually the Tesla's one who found him shot. after
2: his, his he passed away. It was the first federal officer inside of his, you know, and apparently seized the remaining technology that you know. Tesla was working. I
3: just on. felt like we were in a simulation. There's, things are things are really synchronizing.
2: Yeah, Marina Brovimic's brother is a part of a, a Tesla secret society in Serbia that I actually talked to. That's cool. Yes.
0: Well, we'll save that for a culture <laughs> war episode on aliens. And <laughs> I love it. And we got surge pressing the buttons.
2: Uh Yeah, I'm here. I'm glad you're uh, looking up on
0: radios. Good stuff. Surge.com, everybody.
2: Whenever you're ready, Tim. Here
0: we go. We got this story from the New York Post. Jill Biden's bizarre Hunger Games aesthetic. White House Christmas video roasted by critics. uh You know, the first thing I said earlier today was like, you know, I don't care if they want to do some cringe tap dancing thing. But apparently a lot of people are like, yo, this is one of the worst things we've ever seen. And for that, you will all now have to watch it along with no. us.
2: No!
0: <laughs> it's really bad it's really uh do i have to i have to unmute it it is really really bad
1: and this is physically in the white house in the white
0: house i believe it is yeah it looks like the shining
2: like you expect the the kids from the shining to pop up out of here candy cane walls are a little much hey very diverse Okay. Say that again. Yeah, look at that. Look how she stares. Oh, yeah. It's like they're uh, doing stage acting, but they're doing it on camera. That's why it looks so weird. This is what all the, all the victims of MKUltra see before they're hijacked <laughs> and taken over <laughs> and brought to the CIA secret black sites in order to commit their assassinations on political leaders. Now, I'll this say, is the brainwashing campaign. Talented dancers. But this is like what you look
3: at from 100 or 300 feet away. So that's why their faces are so...
0: I'm sorry. I, I gotta be honest. I, I hate tap dancing. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> despise tap dancing. It, Why it, though? <laughs> it just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Right. That, that That's it. Like yep. nails on it? a chalkboard. That's what that sounds like to me. I
1: tap danced when I was younger. So oh, I, hate I it. like it, but I didn't like that. Definitely. I think just the only thing missing was like Dylan Mulvaney. Like he should have been in there. But she I mean, like,
0: yeah, I'm not going to rag on people for wanting to do a tap dancing Christmas. That doesn't matter to me. But then I saw this. This is from the Daily Mail. Jill Biden's White House Christmas dance troupe are radical BLM-loving activists who have demanded prison abolition and defunding the police. But it's not just that. People are calling it a racist hate group. A large portion of their background is ragging on people based on race. And yeah. so the White House decided to bring in a group to dance around smiling when they're, like, explicitly saying on their website, they hate you based on your race. Uh, that that was kind of wild to me. And that, I think, is worthy of more criticism. Now you add these two things together and you get a trashy performance I don't care for, but you're allowed to like it. I don't, you know, if people on the left want to like it, it's fine, whatever. But they're just a bunch of racists.
2: I don't like racists hunter so. biden liked it after uh, smoking some uh, <laughs> rock-like substances but that guy likes a lot of different weird stuff so uh definitely a, a lot of things reminiscing of, of hunger games here that a lot of people are, are making a lot of comparisons to absolutely but the organization does a lot of weird stuff they 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 I, I think they're more of an activist organization than a dance organization they're kind of a collective organization of radical feminists of color they call for prison uh, abolition they call for defunding the police they tell people people to join their local black lives matter chapter and more importantly they say hey if you're white you gotta check your privilege and you gotta learn how to be mindful and financially support other people because you were born the wrong skin color and therefore you are a bad person
0: that's extensively what they They say they say that if you take issue with being insulted based on your race you are fragile and so I, i see things like that and i'm just like dude picture this
4: With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash Carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson.
0: There was that um, that little kid who was, where I was wearing the, the, the face paint for the Chiefs game, and he had black on one side and red on the other. And it was a, a black reporter who complained about uh, blackface, and I said, that's black fragility. That's what black fragility is. He, he sees a kid wearing Chiefs face paint, and he loses his mind and calls it all racism. Right. And I'm like, you see why y- you shouldn't do that? I'm not going to go and blame all black people because one moron yelled at a kid. But that's what people like this do. They say that if you're a white person who doesn't like being insulted based on the color of your skin, you have white fragility. And I'm like, well, like one white person was upset about it. I don't, I don't know that every single white person gets mad when you criticize a white person. That black reporter who wanted to get that kid in trouble for whatever reason... He's one guy. He doesn't represent all Black people. I'm sorry. I'm like, it makes no sense to make Black the focus of it, the same way they make White the focus of it. This is my problem with leftist identitarians and being brought into the White House. I think it's disgusting. They don't get angry. They get perturbed.
1: Okay. Well, it's just so hypocritical. Like the, it's like the reverse racism stuff that's happening. You know, I'm half Chinese and half Italian. I don't really think about that much, but I just, I feel kind of bad for white guys in the present day. Like, I just feel like they are really under attack in many ways. And white women, like when the whole Karen thing, I feel like it's a very racist term to call somebody a Karen, to call white women. It's become a racist term.
0: Yeah. But you know, reverse racism would be a good thing. The idea that you get a bunch of racists like this and you reverse what they've done, but what they're actually is just racist. Right. the, The left uses this language game they call it reverse racism when they attack white people because they want to make it seem like they're not being racist when, like, quite literally, that's all they're doing—hating people based on their race.
3: Yeah, the, uh, the antidote to racism is seeing people as humans.
1: Right. But- You know, it's gotten gotten worse. It's just gotten worse. And I think progressively like I think there's more racism now than there was twenty years ago, like the early two thousands. I the way I remember it, I don't remember even ever thinking about race. And now all of a sudden it's the only thing that we're fixated on. What's your race? What's your sexual identity? Like these things weren't things I spoke about when I was in my late teens and early twenties.
3: A lot of people blame Obama. I I liked him in the early days. I was like, he's a cool guy. And I I didn't really care what he looked like. I was just listening to him and looking into his eyes and like But then he, I guess like he would say things about race and like, and bring it up and and kind of create a polarization. Let's watch this one. Here you go. Mm -hmm.
0: This is the first lady Melania's Christmas video. It is remarkably neutral. It's very white though. That's problematic. Those trees are <laughs>
1: well, too white. Well, it's one lady. She's <laughs> That's white. what they said. I'm
0: talking about the trees, and
1: the white right, lights. Light. They yeah. said that the white lights on the trees were symbolic of, like, you know, white supremacy. White supremacy, no lights yeah. of
0: color. Right. So, so in this video, a lot of people are comparing the two videos. They're saying Melania's say no, was better. We don't, we don't need to hear from Peter Ducey right now. They're saying Melania's was better because hers was just a very neutral. This is the White House on Christmas. I gotta say, I'd call it lowest common denominator. Meaning. It wasn't really much of anything. Everybody got to see the White House. It was Christmas time. How how nice. Right. I actually hey look, I think it's great that the the White House celebrated Christmas. I think the way they celebrate it was kind of tacky, but that's fine. Not everybody has to like what I like, and I don't have to like what you like. But don't bring a bunch of racists in to do it, man. I that got kind of a, pisses me
3: off. I got a little disturbed at them. I mean, it's like it is the White House and it is the Capitol and like, but they decked it out with a lot of like gaudy like furniture and trees and decorations. And like people are, I don't want to speak for everyone, but a lot of people, I think the economy is like, right. People I was going
1: to point that out. Like there's so many people suffering and they're putting, they're up tap
2: these- dancing on America's casket right, with essentially. These decadent, they're decadent tap dancing things. and everyone's being financially right. ruined. But this is right. why they're yeah, calling don't it don't Hunger Games. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, Kara, I cut you off.
1: No, it was okay. I was just going to say that you know, it just it is a smack in the face, I think, to a lot of people in America, especially in the lower classes, who really are suffering from the economy. And I didn't like. I don't consider myself lower income. I'm right in the middle, so. I think the people in the lower income communities feel it the most, because I go out and talk to people all the time for my job, reporting for Newsmax and Gateway Pundit, and you know, it's it's a real thing, like people literally are living paycheck to paycheck, like they spend their last $10 on that day's lunch. So I think to put a video like that up and like use people of color as always as tokens um, is, is offensive to people that are literally starving and don't have money for food, and then they're putting up these like tap dancers, tap dancing around the White House with like candy canes and these crazy yeah. glitzy, Gaudy decorations, especially
2: especially with all the resources now going to illegal immigration and helping them out, as there are a lot of mainline stories of a lot of communities, uh, specifically poor communities, being denied resources that they had before, that are now being diverted to, of course, the new Democratic voting base that is literally being shipped into this country.
1: Right, but they're 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 really out of touch. I think that that's a pandering move. What they did there, it's like they're pandering to for like the diversity and inclusion stuff. I don't even think people like minorities are really into that. Like they just want to be able to. their bills and the economy to approve they're not impressed with that especially people that i talk to you but know. it's not
0: but, but here's the thing it's not for them right jill biden didn't produce this video for poor people she produced it for her peers you know when i worked at vice we were uh, uh constantly talking about content to make and what the strategy was and i was always just wondering why it was that the higher-ups of the company were so focused on cable television i was like who cares and I understand it's guaranteed contract money. It's like you sign a 10-year deal for a terrestrial cable and you get guaranteed revenue coming in through the cable subscriptions and all that stuff. That I understood. But I was like, that's not going to build your brand up. And then I realized it rather quickly. Shane Smith and the other people who were higher-ups were in their mid-40s, mid to late 40s. Their whole world was being on TV. They did not grow up with the internet the way we did. And so as the younger guys in our 20s were looking at how to get online and maximize viewership, he was chasing the caboose of the trend that had already left the that station.
3: exactly what I thought, out of touch. That was the exact right. words that went through my mind when, when I saw this first. I was like, Jill and Joe are so out of touch with what's going on.
0: They exactly, are. Jill Biden is not thinking about poor people in this country. She's going, I wonder what people would like. What does people mean? People means the 1%. It means the people who make 600 plus thousand a year. And she's like, ooh, they'll really like this. You know, there's
2: some kind of sociopathic PR guy at the White House who's <laughs> like, "We're losing the black vote. We're losing the election. They are, We're not though. doing that well." I got an idea. Let's get black people smiling and dancing. Like in tap That's dancing, gonna show I don't everyone know, that they're know. really happy, right, guys? And like, yeah, yeah, sure, Bob. Yeah, sure. And then they do this, if you think and, then, about it's, and it. then it's like, what, the, what the crap? What the freaking hell is this? Right. Crap? It
1: almost what is that that old stuff that they used to do when they would have like people in black lace tap <clears throat> dancing. It was that old school form of entertainment. It kind of remo- reminds me of that.
3: Yeah, they could have toned it down for camera at least. Like the whole, like, right. Like that stuff, keep that for the gaudy. stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a little You're gaudy. I, li- I, I like mm. that. That's the way you described it. I think so. It was but, but again, canes. you know, I want to stress this. I think a lot of people are ragging on the performance. And I'm just like, oh, that comes off as so partisan. Like, oh, I just don't like the way they're dressed and they're tap dancing. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't like it either, but I don't care. Right. I mean, but if we want to make an argument about what the White House should be in decorum and all that stuff, that I get, that I get. That's more what it's about because they were. I thought they were doing a great job dancing,
3: just hands down. I didn't want to just insult it for the sake of insulting it. They're good right. dancers, the, the, and it was the actually
0: mouth
2: movements. Really, what the hell are you
0: doing?
3: Yeah, but like. that's that's
0: that's what it is. It. That's the traditional like style. Like like he was saying, it's like stage work, but they're doing it on camera, so it's weird. Oh, someone went minstrel shows <laughs> was what you were talking about, right? Minstrel faces.
1: shows, right? When they when they sort of like subjugate. Minorities and black people to dancing and tap dancing on stage. That's what that reminded me of. It, it, a minstrel show. It's I
2: don't, well, just, it just looks. It just looks kind of weird. And then when, if you look at art, architecture, movies, uh, models, and and everything else in our society, if, if it's woke, it's it's kind of trash. And and I think that's that's not an accident. I think this is meant to beat down the human spirit. I think this is an attack on beauty because once you attack that, you attack the human spirit and the human will to kind of live and survive. You look around the democratic areas. There's not a lot of energy that is good there. There's not not a lot of spirit there's not a lot of growth there's not a lot of potential it's all regressive it's all low vibrational and i don't think that's an accident i think this ugliness is being thrown on us deliberately in many different ways all around us culturally because what better way to subjugate and destroy a population than to make it ugly i, I would agree.
3: have loved just a video of jill and joe sitting by a tree lighting a candle and then saying or it's saying we're all in this together even though there's crap going on in the world just something simple and unifying would have been nice
5: well
0: let's let's keep the spirit of christmas alive with this story from (laughs) scnr.com christian former military officer beheads satanic shrine in iowa state capitol the world may tell christians to submissively accept the legitimization of satan but none of the founders would have considered government sanction of satanic altars inside capitol buildings as protected by the first amendment uh i disagree i i actually i half agree I do think that there were there were obscenity laws and there were moral standards and as much as the founding fathers did believe in free speech I still think they would have been morally outraged at the idea of a sat- sat- satanic altar and at that point I think constitution wouldn't even have mattered back then today it's a different story but here's the story Michael Cassidy a Christian and former military officer tore down and beheaded the satan altar in the Iowa Capitol on Thursday we're now learning that turning point USA is pledging ten thousand dollars to the legal fund of Michael Cassidy, Christian veteran who beheaded Saint Satanic Idol in Iowa State Capitol. Well, I'm going to ask Luke what he thinks first, because he's the he's the anarchist over here. Yeah, same thing. Is it yeah, confirmed yeah, this, satanic? Listen,
2: there's a lot of demon worshipers inside of the government. That's a fact. Now, do you have freedom of of religion? Do you have freedom of of speech and expression? I think so as well. And I think we, we have to understand that there's a delicate kind of uh, line that we have to go down here as of course, we still got to respect people's individual's liberty. Uh, but let's call <clears throat> out the Satanist as well. Um, you don't have to resort to, to BLM tactics in order to kind of yeah. uh, express your opinion. Was it actually I, satanic? Or was, yes. was it? Yeah
0: yeah, 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 It, it, it has uh, Baphomet and the, the, t- oh, the tenets gosh. of Satanism and all that stuff. And uh, you know, I I am not a fan of Satanism. I am not ignorant to Satanism. I have read their tenets. I understand what they're saying. I am not a fan of it. I also think, Luke, get the nail on the head with the hammer. You shouldn't resort to BLM tactics. Don't legitimize the the things that left do when they don't want to go through the proper procedure and policy. I think the challenge here would be to counter it through the system because we want to maintain stability and order. And in fact, I'd argue this is the exact response the left was hoping for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a free, I mean, I'm a a constitutional absolutist. I do believe every religion, like if we can't accept satanic, even though I don't accept satanic people, I don't think there's anything valid in what they believe, but I have to respect the fact that this is their religion. Then one day, you know, what what could happen if Christianity is banned? And that I don't think that that's far off from happening. So unfortunately, we have to kind of accept the beliefs of these people and i guess their statue that they had there was in response to something like i think that there was a monument monument the 10 commandments and then they wanted to put this satanic statue up to say they they want their freedom of religion L-
2: yeah listen most government bureaucrats are secret demons if they're open, out in the open overt demons yeah right. like, t- tell me more about it i want to know that that you're a demon um, and, and attacking it, again, if, if the shoe was on, on the other foot, if this was a Satanist attacking a, a Christian symbol,
5: right? Uh,
0: people would have a very and, different reaction than they are right now, right. Uh, kind of complimenting this. But I do want to stress this. Satanism is not necessarily the worship of Satan. And I think it's important we can go through what was actually on that altar, because I'll tell you this right now. Woke people in this country are not Satanists, according to the Satanic Temple, and the people who are with the Satanic Temple do not actually follow their own tenets, such as the first one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Well, we know for a fact they don't do that. I mean, you know, go go around smashing uh, buildings, smashing windows, starting fires and attacking people. That's not compassion. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should never prevail over laws and institutions. That's funny. They've captured the institutions and used laws to destroy the lives of people during the mandates and the lockdowns. So it doesn't seem like they follow that tenet. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Now that one really gets me going right there. What does that mean? One's, one's body is inviolable. What is that? It means that no one can uh, uh, penetrate your body. Nobody can interfere oh, wow. with your body. Yeah. Huh. ain't that a good one oh, yeah it's yeah. like chaotic what, what libertarianism or something what, what happened to that one three years ago <laughs> the freedoms of others should be respected they threw that out the window including the freedom to offend yeah they threw that out the window to willfully and just unjustly encroach on the freedoms of others to forego uh, one's own beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world wow they really threw that one out the window people are fallible they, they threw that out the window when it came to fauci that's for sure if one makes a mistake one should do one's best to rectify it Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. You see, It, it sounds like it's a chaotic
3: religion. Uh, like it's, if it's, it's, it's D&D, it's not lawful. It's not because it's like good and righteousness should prevail over law and order. I'll tell, you, like,
0: I'll tell you what it comes off to me. It's people who are secular atheists who created a religion for the sake of a position in religious arguments. They use Satan Specifically as a way to insult and offend the majority religion in the country, in the world, Christianity. And then they make what many people would find to be reasonable statements as a means of convincing you Satan is good. Is it Lucifer? Is that the same thing?
1: I believe Lucifer was like the angel of light and like knowledge. So I think Yeah, I believe
0: they're different.
2: I, but I don't know enough about. We have freedom of a religion in this country, and people could believe whatever they want to believe in. If they want to believe in some like meatball pineapple thing in the sky, go ahead. We, we have the right here in America to do this. Some politicians don't believe in that personal liberty, uh, including individuals like Ron DeSantis that talked about this very specific issue, saying that he wouldn't allow it, and he doesn't view this as a l- legitimate religion. Just because you don't recognize a religion doesn't mean it's a re- it's not a religion for some. It yeah. is a religion for some. I, it's not. My religion i disagree with it i think a lot of the tenets should be called out especially within the government but using government force to go after people's religion is something that
0: i am absolutely allergic to and adverse to think about the tenets i read where they say something like your body is subject to your own will freedom should be respected respect act don't don't distort science all these things they want you to agree with these things as a reasonable and then say see isn't satan good right that's that's the game they're playing These tenants have nothing to do with what Satan represents. They're trying to it's 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 like cult uh, cult building. They will present you something very reasonable like, hey, would you like to join our club? We serve pizza on Fridays. And you're like, wow, I would love to come to a pizza party. Then when you show up, they lock the doors and start preaching about Satan. Like what is Satan?
4: Is it the devil?
1: I think they they try to use Satan as an analogy, or you know, right. It's for knowledge and and science and and finding the truth and and justice, like Satan, like you know, to, to uh, not. It's a it's a way to just like I don't know, like
3: question authority.
1: So question authority to to not fall, I guess, for like other religions, that you know, morality. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm gonna look into it though. But I, you know, like I do believe that it's something Ron, that has to be protected though.
0: Ronda Sanders was asked about this in Iowa and he said it was Trump's fault because it was a Trump administration that officially recognized the, the the satanic temple as a religion and he said hey, I he said he wouldn't do it right Luke? He, he, I know that he said He said uh the, quote, the the Trump administration gave them
2: approval to be under the IRS as a religion. It it very well may be because of that ruling under Donald Trump that they may have had the legal leg to stand on. My view is that it's not a religion, quote, uh, Ron
0: DeSantis. And he said more than that. He said not not a religion the founding fathers were trying to create.
1: Well, that's subjective. And I well, think well, it's The dangerous. founding fathers weren't
0: trying to create religion.
1: Right, and I think it's dangerous. I mean, I, Ron DeSantis is my second choice but after Trump, but I think a lot of the things he says are dangerous when it comes to speech and when it comes to religion, like these type of things. I don't think it's fair to define someone's religion, really, I don't, as much as, as abhorrent it is, just the same way with speech, like, you know, People used to say, I'll defend your right to say whatever you want, even though, though I think it's disgusting. And nowadays, that's completely not the way it is anymore. So I do feel like we have to defend religions that are horrible, like Satanism, I'm assuming, and terrible speech. You know, people. the ACLU used to protect the KKK, the Ku Klux this, Klan. Th- th-
0: this is multiculturalism. And this is why it don't work.
3: Is, it, is this in a political building? Was it where this yeah, all the in, Is it righteous for people to put up religious icons in political buildings?
0: No, and they shouldn't have done
3: it. So the, the, the Ten Commandments is the mistake here. Is the I one think who went that did the did that Ten first.
1: Commandments going up was like the thing that set this off. They wanted to sort of counter the, to counter ten, the, the Ten, ten Commandments. Commandments. There,
0: there is no reality in which a righteous Christian person will tolerate satanic imagery being put in their buildings. And at the same time, secular atheists and woke cultists will not tolerate Christian right. uh, uh, Christian governance. Yes. So multiculturalism, it, it, it won't work. He said, quote, I saw this blasphemous statue and was outraged. My conscience is held captive to the word of God, not to bureaucratic decree. And so I acted.
1: I mean, I could see myself doing that. I I know that sounds terrible. Like people have bad tempers. But like if I saw a satanic statue, I mean, I would have to pay pay the price if, you know, get arrested, probably pay a fine and maybe even go to jail. But like, you know, people become infuriated when they see that type of thing. If I saw a satanic statue in a government building, I might chop that's, its head off. That's but. the
0: attitude of BLM.
1: Right, and I'm just, it's an emotional yep. attitude, And but I'm not saying that I wouldn't be subject to the law then, that then I wouldn't be arrested or or have to pay a fine and you know face the public.
3: There's value to being calm in the face of being taunted because right. this was obviously someone who was trying to taunt somebody with this and uh, it worked.
0: Yeah, it James Lindsay had retweeted something earlier about this, uh, someone made a meme video. The left uses this tactic of mid-level violence. We've talked about it a bit. It's the, I'm not touching you tactic. They, they showed a video where a woman was sprinkling glitter on conservatives' heads, and the cop came up to her and said, you've just committed assault. Right. If you do it again, you'll be removed. And she goes, I didn't touch them. Right. Well, you don't need to touch someone to commit assault, uh, depending on the jurisdiction, but this is the game they play, attempting to provoke a reaction from you so that you look like the aggressor and right. look unreasonable.
1: Well, it's a very my, real my thing. My response
0: with the, to that was very simple. I'm like, if someone sprinkles something over you, just start gagging and fall down and then throw up. And say that they they maced you or something. That's like, the soccer if, tactic. If exactly play play the soccer game. If they're going to sprinkle something on you, then you need to overreact. Like they're trying to do something so minimal to you that when you react, you give the escalation, and your escalation creates the appearance. Sprinkling glitter on most people goes unnoticed. You swatting their hand away now looks like you struck them for no reason. If you're like ah, like, and really, you fall down. Yeah. And then your friend goes, he's allergic, man. He's allergic to aluminum dioxide. What are you you doing, man? And then call the police. They poisoned him. They poisoned him. All of a sudden, now everyone's like, whoa, what happened? Like, that lady was spraying with something. You got to play soccer with these people because they're trying to play soccer with you. So when they put the satanic imagery in the Capitol, smacking it is exactly what they wanted. Right. Now they're going to come out and they're going to make a bunch of propaganda based off of it. They're going to say that the right is intolerant, doesn't respect free speech. They're going to say the right doesn't respect the First Amendment. They're going to say things like they never believed in free speech in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. This
3: sounds like half a story. What happened to the Ten Commandments thing that started it all off? Okay. Well, that's not a part of this story, so I don't know. I wonder if they tore that down, and or maybe it's a different area. Mm, tough to say.
1: Well, what you said about you know the left doing this stuff, like for example, in when I'm sometimes reporting in New York, they do this thing where they put their umbrella in front of your camera and the police can't do anything about it. The police be like, they're not touching you. Or they'll just put, they'll take umbrellas and put it in front of your face so you can't see. And then if you push it away, you could get in trouble. And it's like this- You gotta play soccer. It's infuriating. It is, you have to really sit there and just like calm your temper down because you just want to take the umbrella and break it. But then you're breaking someone's property even though they're marring you That's what they're trying to get
0: you to do. Non-physical interference is is interesting. If someone held up an umbrella, it's, you know what, I use the Frasier example. It's an old classic Mm -hmm. episode of Frasier. So uh, Fraser Crane is enjoying a nice uh, uh, a cup of coffee in his favorite seat at his local cafe. He's in a rather bad mood. And he gets up to go get stirrers or something. And when he comes back, there's a man sitting in his chair. He's fed up. He had a bad day. He says, sir, you're sitting in my seat. The guy tells him to screw off. Fraser gets mad, picks the guy up and throws him out. That guy files charges and sues Fraser for assault and battery. And now Fraser's in trouble. It's going to cost him a ton of money. What do I do? At the end of the episode, he confronts the guy. And Niles, Frazier's brother, walks up and says, you listen here, you're suing my brother and you're in the wrong. The guy filing the lawsuit then says, no, you listen to me and pokes his chest. And then Niles goes, whoa, and falls over and smashes into a a table. And he goes, counter suit, (laughs) counter suit, thus ending the whole thing. And the guy's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything to him. They're like, we saw you, you hit him, you hit him and he fell down. That's the game they're trying to play with you. The problem is people on the right are so noble and honorable. They're like. I I, I won't do that. The left knows that the right is trying to play fair. And so they know they can play dirty. Better example, Jack Posobiec gets punched in public on camera. The police witness it happen and pull up. Antifa says, no, it didn't. It didn't happen. I didn't see anything happen. What are you talking about? Lying. Fortunately, the police watched it happen and arrested the guy. But that's the game they're playing with you. So
3: I don't think what it is. I don't think that God cares about iconography. Like if you're in a room surrounded by evil looking satanic imagery and you stay calm, God will be pleased. That is what you're supposed to. do. You're not supposed to freak out in the eyes of like being taunted.
0: perhaps but uh thou shalt not have false false idols is uh i believe that's one of the commandments which one is that, yeah, is that the one second of, one? one yeah i thought that was number it two. the right?
1: second commandment but then false idols could be anything it could be a lot of people say the catholic saints are false idols i mean i'm catholic but i'm just saying that's what people say like s- saints are false I, idols i think
3: if you worship a human that that is a false idol personally like we're not supposed to worship people that makes right. no sense that's that's why I get edgy about Jesus. Like the people worship Jesus. I think it's a false idol.
0: No, but you can revere people for their good deeds.
3: I agree. But worship God, but but acknowledge that humans, I mean, to say that Jesus is God, it's well, like, the, whoa, I, That, that is, is a
1: Christian belief that Jesus is God. Trinity, That's yeah. what I believe. And, Jesus is and, God. You know,
0: and I am named for uh, St. Timothy. And do you know what he is the saint of? Oh yeah, good digestion. Yes. <laughs> That's right. St. Saint, saint Timothy is the patron saint of gastrointestinal distress. I love the huh. saints. I, I think am not they're, kidding. They're
3: super really? legit. <laughs> Like you, I would think, when
0: when you when you're having gut problems, right. you pray to Saint
3: okay. I would I think, think Jesus is a saint. Like I would consider him Saint Jesus instead of worrying oh, about in, and just in the Christian God.
1: religion, no. he's the son of God who died on the cross to, you know, make man live forever. So he's more than God. I mean he is God. He's in the, the, Christian the human Christian incarnation religion. of God. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: You're
0: preaching to the choir, man. I I, I know the story.
5: <laughs> just, let's this uh, one's...
0: let's let's jump to this story. Yeah. This one's where this is where things are getting big. <clears throat> so the other day we're all watching this trailer for a movie called Civil War. And everyone's like, oh, geez, is this predictive programming? I don't know. But you want to know what will make predictions for you? What will be another grain of sand? Actually, this is a boulder, not a grain of sand. Blaze journalist who covered January 6th to be charged by Biden DOJ. The, the fascinating thing here. Richie McGinnis, who is a friend of the show. He was uh, uh, he covered the uh, Kenosha riots. He actually tendered aid to the man who was shot by Kyle Rittenhouse was also there at January 6th. With credentials as a journalist and he posted an image of him with steve baker a contributor to the blaze and uh, someone who is unambiguously a journalist he said three months ago i had a drink with steve and told him the doj would not be so partisan that they would charge him for his work his, his obvious work as a journalist well he tweeted this my attorney has just been notified by the fbi that I'm going to be charged by the Justice Department for my journalistic efforts on January 6th. I have to self-surrender on Tuesday. Charges are yet unknown. Stay tuned for more information to follow this afternoon. Scary. I, 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 I've warned about this, and I said it was coming. They are now, they, they've they already gone from, if you weren't even at January 6th, 20 years in prison. They are now at the, you're a journalist who covered it. Before this, Owen Schroyer, Permitted protest did not go in the building. Uh, uh, Owen and Alex Jones had permits to be at the Capitol for a rally. And Owen Schroyer was yelling in the bullhorn. They put him in prison for this for a couple months. The next step, journalist. He was there. Doesn't matter. They're going to lock him up. Despite the fact this guy is like as journalist as a journalist gets. Right. The next step, I believe, is going to be. And I hope y'all are listening to this one. Prominent personalities on social media who have podcasts and vodcasts, who were cheering for January 6th before it happened and on the day of, will be charged. We'll be I will a- I will bet a large sum of money they will be charged. You want to know why? Because Enrique Tarrio was not there. But he, he posted on, I think it was Parler, don't leave. They said that was instruction and incitement. And for that, as the leader of the Proud Boys, 20 years.
1: Well- who is that Enrique Tario's trial? And what you're saying makes a lot of sense actually. And there's a really novel legal theory that they use there that a lot of people don't know about because no one covered it, which was um, it was it's called the tools theory that even if you're not there, and I think they were planning on using this with Trump and, and they use Enrique Tario kind of as a pseudo-Trump. Um, you could use people in the crowd as your tool. So like if you're on your podcast saying, you know, be there, it's going to be wild, it's going to be great. They could say that every single person there you used as a tool. And this is literally what they convicted Enrique Otario with was using the tools theory. So what you're saying absolutely makes sense. And
0: Jamie Raskin already played a video montage of numerous personalities cheering for serious action. I'm not going to quote any of them. I'll, I'll keep that one, uh, but you can easily find some of these quotes. But let me just tell you, there were people who are prominent social media personalities who make videos who were in before that, like the day before they were saying things like go there and enter. They were saying things like that, right? They were saying more extreme things than that. These people are going to be arrested. Yeah, and I think good. they know it because I can tell you this. Some of these people have already flip flopped. Right. So you've got people who before January six were saying things like people should go there and people should do X, Y and Z. There's video of this. They've played at the January six committee hearings shortly after January six, when they arrest everybody, these people flipped their script. They're now super anti Trump. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why say like Jenna Ellis. Right. Working with Trump all of a sudden is now, oh, Trump's so bad because they know what's coming.
1: Well, yeah, she started saying that a while ago because I know she knows that that indictment was coming, which she now is, of course, completely flip-flopped on, and she's going to testify against Trump and Giuliani and all the others. But um, I was there on January 6th, you know, taking video, and I actually was visited by the FBI, and I've been vocal about this just because... I feel like it's a form of protecting myself. Uh, and it's it's very scary, and a lot of other journalists, there's been a lot of talk amongst journalists that people that were there that day, they're coming for next. So it's a real thing, and uh, I'm not surprised by this. I, and I know Steve Baker, I follow him on on social media, and he's a good journalist. It's very scary what, what's going on right now in America. And uh, you would think that reporters from CNN or you know liberal reporters w- would be saying this is wrong. You should not be. You know, sh- what if somebody uh, got arrested at a Black Lives Matter rally for covering it, and there was violence there? I'm sure that they would be speaking out against that. And they don't realize that this could flip flop. Like that, you know, five years from now, the political pendulum could swing.
0: I think the other way, I, I and they
1: could be arrested.
0: The Owen Schroyer precedent. He did not go in the building. Right. I believe that there is a strong possibility after they start going. So look, they went after Owen Schroer. Why? He was bullhorning. Now they're going after a journalist. Why? Narrative control. I, I don't see any logical reason why they would ignore these social media personalities who weren't even there, but were making videos, cheering it on. There were some personalities that as it was happening, were posting, saying things like, why is anyone mad about this, y'all? And they're like, yo, it was crazy. People who were there tweeting stuff that I get, but there were people who were posting videos to tens of thousands of people, to hundreds of thousands of people saying it was a good thing.
1: Well, let's Those people are likely
0: speech. going to get arrested.
1: I would say that would be for protective free speech Not, uh, sh- and a question sure. for the Supreme Court. And yeah.
0: so, is, so is what Owen Schroer did, of but they course. still use it in the sentencing guidelines. And what they're going to argue is these people facilitated and incited, and that is not protected speech.
1: Right? They're going to say
0: instruction to commit a crime is not protected speech.
1: They've already gotten people. I believe it or not, they're not big podcasters, but there was a guy that I know that was there that day, and he was putting stuff out on uh, on social media, and he had like ten followers, and, and he was in the gulag in D.C. for a couple. but he was
0: in, he was there on January. 6. No, he
1: wasn't. He was not there on January six. He uh, he was in D.C., but he never went anywhere near the Capitol. And uh, they said that because it was because of his um, actual tweets and his actual stuff on social media, and it had it had something. To do with interstate like uh something have, i don't even know what they charged him with but it was this really weird thing like crossing state communications crossing uh-huh. state lines yep because and, he was uh, tweeting on social media
0: so another uh, i think this is less likely but also possible i think the indictment charging arrest or the coercion of social media personalities with podcasts and vodcasts i think that's 100 meaning you guys listening i'm not going to say anybody's names or quotes because i'm going to leave that to them but you, you can probably think of the top of your head a handful of people who have shows who advocated for what was going on before and the day of. But the next thing I think is possible is people who didn't even go to the Capitol but were near the Capitol will likely be charged as well.
1: Oh yeah, that's what everyone's been waiting for. People text me all the time because they know I report on this stuff. People that were there in DC, like grandmas, aunts, uncles yep. and stuff. Oh my God, Kara, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. Do you think that I'm gonna get arrested? I was there that day. I was just watching Trump's speech. Are they gonna come to my house and arrest me? So this sets just a terrible precedent because in 2024, who on God's planet is gonna show up for a political protest, especially when it involves Trump? And they know this. They're if, just completely shock and awe with everybody.
0: If you were in DC on January 6th, but nowhere near the Capitol, as you've already mentioned, but we're tweeting things they'll come after you, as you already mentioned, they did for, for for this one guy. So there are people who probably saw Trump speak, never went to the Capitol, just left, but we're tweeting things. And they will say, we have evidence that you were there in D.C. encouraging and inciting the people around you to go and do this. And they did. Therefore, you're going to get an incitement charge. I will also add, and I think everybody listening to this can name some people off the top of their head. How many people have fled the country already? Several. I haven't been keeping tabs is it
3: who or is it
0: worth talking about? i am not going to name people who have already fled the country but uh i think people who are listening already know there are several people who were there or who are in dc and they've fled the united states yeah and the feds are probably going to say
2: that they were accessories to the crime um this is this is political prosecution this is my tax dollars being sent to intimidate and stop journalists journalism and from people actually doing legitimate work on the ground. This guy, Steve Baker just tweeted, yes, I entered the Capitol like about 60 other journalists quote, did no damage or parading or violence. Why are we spending resources from the Federal Bureau of Investigations that is supposed to be going after traffickers, individuals who hurt children? Why are we diverting those issues and that specific important cause? Why is that cause being ignored to go after someone who walked well, in a federal building it's political prosecution Well no
0: I mean I'll tell you. Uh you know let's 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 say you uh fry up some bacon and burgers and other really great food and you're you're having a you're having dinner with your friends and and then once you finish you don't you don't rinse your dish right away you just eat and hang out but after you're done you're like ah I got all this gunk stuck to the pan what do you do soak it for soak it two overnight hours, yeah why because then scrubbing it becomes easier Now let's talk about what they're doing. Why go after journalists and, you know, bumbling dotards? Because then the purge in 2024 or five will be easier. This is the soak. This is where they are putting journalists in jail. They're trying to put the president in jail, the former president. They're going after uh, uh, not just this one journalist, other personalities. And they're going after, more importantly, I think the scarier thing is people who showed up an hour or two after the events of January 6th when the doors are open there's no gates anywhere and the police are letting people in and they're calling they're charging them the same as the rioters this is soaking the pan because if they went and tried to round up trump supporters in 24 25 for no reason just instantly you you you, you'd be chaos but they got to soften it up a little bit more grains of sand in the heap now people are like oh it's political persecution but it's being normalized right that so you do it one at a time if if the feds went after alex jones instantly, you'd get a, you get riots. I think they're going to go after Alex Jones. I believe that Alex Jones will likely be charged over January 6th. I think
1: that, you know, what protected him was him on his megaphone telling everybody to go home, go home, go home. I guess that you like you said, this maybe stuff, I don't know. I'm not aware of what he said prior to January 6th or what people on his show said. I know he had Oath Keepers on his show and, and Proud Boys on his show that were not I don't think that matters. I mean, like, I feel bad for Alex Jones. He, I do. He's one of the most politically persecuted. I actually founded an organization called Citizens Against Political Persecution. And this was three years ago. Never in my life did I think three years after the fact of January 6 would this still be going on. We're going on three years now of January 6. People are getting arrested every day. There's still people in solitary confinement right now as we speak, sitting there pre-trial. And they plan on, I'm sure, using 2024 to continue to shock and awe and arrest more Trump supporters because... I don't know what's going to happen on the election in 2024, but if anyone protests and if anyone dare says it was in a legitimate election, then now they know that they, you know, have four years of judicial precedent to look back on and say, you know, we could just throw these people in jail, throw the key away, and nobody's going to say anything about it because nobody has. Yeah,
2: it, It's almost as if they're trying to provoke a reaction. It, it's almost as if they're trying to piss as many people off as they can, because this is egregious. This is this is n- not the behavior of a real justice department. This is not the behavior of federal agents that are supposed to be going after crime there was there's essentially with this journalist what, what crime was was committed why are we doing this and to me i'm thinking later down the line like hey maybe they are trying to really anger some people so they react in a certain way that's going to be more advantageous for the system
0: later down the line right they want to provoke a reaction for which they can start arresting people yep they need another january 6th that's why i keep saying i said over and over and over again no violence, you've got to vote. And I think there's, uh, uh, like, Scott Adams tweeted something. Uh, I could be wrong, maybe it wasn't Scott, but uh, some, uh, someone tweeted that Trump has the vote margins right now that make fraud irrelevant to the conversation. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business
4: grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now
0: at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. His margins, when you look at Trump's vote count in 2020 and how he was polling, he got more votes than any sitting president in history. And Joe Biden got more votes than any candidate in history. And the reason Biden got those votes for the most uh, a, a great, a great deal of those votes that he gets are because of universal mail-in voting. Now, by all means, go ahead and believe that, uh, you know, like Sonny Houston and others were filling out ballots for other people. That's not my point. My point is the first stage in all of this is universal mail-in voting to create the possibility of those votes existing. Trump's polling so high right now that even if they went tenfold what they were doing with 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 biden they wouldn't come close and i mean that figuratively but they had full lockdowns universal mail-in voting and biden was was was, was able to pull off 81 million right now there's no way e- even if they have universal mail-in voting and sunny Hostin says claims she voted for her son again whatever that means and uh, and moms are doing that stuff and they're doing ballot harvesting and ballot chasing and all of that trump still wins What they desperately need, and by they, I mean the neocons, the neoliberals, and the deep state, the uniparty establishment, what they desperately need. Is in 2024 there to be some kind of January 6th type event?
1: Well, that's what I've been fearing. I don't, you know, I I know something's coming up in 2024 and I live in New York City, so I don't know if it's going to be there. And I feel like it's going to be a false flag event. I don't know if it's going to be another pandemic or I thought a year or two ago when they were doing those invasion, alien invasion congressional hearings, they were going to tell us aliens had landed and we all have to stay in our house or if there's going to be a nuclear threat or something like that. But there's going to be something big that happens in 2024 in order to, I think, Affect the election, you know that. that, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not trying to sound like one. But I think everybody knows that. I have elderly relatives who are liberals who say to me all the time, "Something's not right." This I've never seen anything so bad. Something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. It's like we're all being subliminally prepped somehow, and everybody keeps saying the same thing. I'm sure you've heard it. Something bad is going to happen. I think that something bad is going to be in 2024, and it's going to affect the outcome of the election. Well,
0: uh, Jones and Posobiec think we could go to full scale war with Russia by next October. And then that that would. Uh, right. Here's the funny thing. You know, Roseanne says there's not going to be an election, right? If we are in full-scale World War III, you may very well see a suspended election. Well, it's martial law. It's emergency right. powers. It's it's the government saying presidential we directive fifty one.
2: Yeah there's, there's uh, the Poseidon tsunami weapons that have been utilized by the Russians against the east coast of the United States We need to mobilize all they resources. Been, they have not
0: been used.
2: No, no, no I'm, I'm saying hypothetically. I'm, right. I'm going over a hypothetical right, right, situation right. that could potentially unfold saying th- we are in a life or death situation. Your rights, your civil liberties are gone. They don't matter anymore. We need to make sure we survive as a nation fighting off the Ruskies, the Chinese, the Iranians, the, the Hezbollahs, whoever uh, they have as the, the next boogie man lined up for everyone and uh that's the trajectory that that we are on because power is 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 not easily let go of throughout human history the people who have accumulated vast amounts of power hold on to it they're not going to relinquish it they're not going to have look how look what they're doing already look the the the, donald trump's facing 750 years in jail they're not going to give up that amount of power because they
0: know if they do They're the ones who are going to be going to jail when Trump becomes president. So let me pull up this story from uh, Yahoo Entertainment. Hunter Biden claims he might flee the country if Donald Trump is elected president. So pick your poison, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm going to say it. Luke, I'm going to say it. Mm -hmm. Civil War. What about it? Take a shot. You've got right now journalists being arrested. The expectation and the evidence is clear That more journalists, more personalities, they're going to keep arresting people over January 6th. That is their move. In the inverse, Hunter Biden feels he has to flee the country if Trump is elected. Because if Trump is elected, the expectation is he is going to start arresting these criminally corrupt individuals. No matter which way you cut it, neither side can accept defeat in 2024. No matter what. I mean, cohesion is a win.
2: Well, you got to understand, uh, Ian, the Democrats embarked on a trajectory that there's no going back from with this legal lawfare that they have utilized against the Republicans. Right. Uh, you, you look at everything that they have been doing. It has opened up a Pandora's box that we see in many developing nations. We see in Banana Republics the same kind of behavior, going after politicians, going after lawyers, going after journalists because of their political ideas and expressions. That is a very dangerous move that there is no going back from. Now, if there is a transformation transition of power and i and i say that very carefully if there is a transition of power why wouldn't the next president of the united states who is a republican use the same kind of legal lawfare that the Democrats used, and they would be at a disadvantage now if they didn't, because they would show weakness and they would allow them to get away with uh, essentially this larger pendulum swing escalation that sadly uh, there's no going back
1: from. I feel like they have everything to lose. Obviously, Joe Biden has everything to lose, which is why he's probably still running to protect himself, because they've committed so many crimes with the political persecution, of course. And, you know, the January 6th first select unselect committee uh, was so lawless and all of the stuff that will be uncovered, obviously, if Trump gets back. Back in and hopefully he would actually persecute these people because they have committed real crimes unlike you know donald trump i don't think he's committed real crimes and i'm not being uh biased towards trump but he hasn't so i think that the democrats have everything to lose and they're going to pull out all the stops to win next next year whatever that means they're going to pull out all the stops
2: i had this uh well, I, I think a lot of presidents uh, violate uh, the laws and do something illegal, but uh, they're never held accountable for it. I, I would kind of disagree with, with you on that point, but the fact that they are prosecuting it for the first time um, shows the clear escalation. Because there's previous presidents that murdered and assassinated American teenage citizens uh, with their own signatures, like a, with yeah, their own, right. with the with them personally signing off on it. So all, all presidents, essentially in my book, are criminals, right? And they have committed criminal well, violations against human beings, against innocent well, lives, All. War crime.
1: I mean, I guess how could you say that minus war crimes because war crimes are terrible? I guess like in the eyes of any other nation, American presidents commit genocide, commit many war crimes, but I don't think anyone's really been as bad as Joe Biden when it comes to the political persecution that's going on in America right now and the attack of a political opponent and his supporters and his attorneys and anybody that voted for Trump is automatically an enemy of the state.
2: Absolutely, no, of course, you're, you're absolutely right about that and and that's the point
3: that we're making here. Ian, you were gonna right. say something. Well, I was gonna say a couple of things. One is I think if another president comes in and they're like, the pendulum's swinging, like, slow it down we can do this together because if we fall in the disarray the whole world's going to create world war three on our soil it's going to be the roads will get like it would be like infection starvation and dehydration are the three main enemies not weapons and bombs if if that happens we cannot let that happen we got to stay together but i had this vision like three or four days ago where i was like saw the government actually like really going and rounding people up kind of like arresting sort of like i mean you could kind of consider what this 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 journalist and everything and that people cheering it on like that's like like how they create like a like a um a scapegoat a group of scapegoats and then the rest of the people are like yeah and then i start thinking of the nazis and how they did that to the jews and i'm right. like it, it, just wake up wake up people wake up
1: it's so scary and like i always feel like whenever i see a, a group being um demonized i'm always very suspicious like for example with january 6 how the white male that that's like the kind of like the midwestern really white guy became a terrorist a domestic terrorist there's a reason it's like the same thing that happened after i think the iraq war how muslim people were really demonized and that's what ushered in the patriot act january 6th and t- demonizing white men ushered in this really tyrannical stuff and this judicial precedent that nobody has any idea what the long-term ramifications will be so i'm always suspicious when a group is demonized by the media and by the deep state let's
2: go back to this story cuz I, I you know if this story is true, if the sources are true, here Hunter's not wrong. <laughs> like if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, if you're looking to to save your own kind of self, your own skin,
0: get the hell out right. of Dodge. And what if? And what if uh, Trump loses? And what if it's Newsom, Newsom Harris, or Newsom Whitmer? I mean, if it's Whitmer, this lady is a psychotic and deranged murderer, right? Uh, what? A- why you say that? They're putting COVID patients into... Oh, oh, my favorite story? The dude who mercilessly beat that old man to death in a Michigan nursing home. Remember that one? No, I don't think so.
2: Pull it up. No, uh, a lot of people are saying that Whitmer could be the VP for Newsom. Um, that could be a, a likely candidacy that uh, would be
0: absolutely atrocious for the Here American people. 20-year-old beating suspect was moved to nursing home because he has COVID-19, says father. Detroit. So... Like uh, many states, these governors were putting people who should not be in nursing homes and nursing homes during COVID. And it resulted I mean, New York is the be- is the be- example Sick we all patients, know. Yeah. Fifteen thousand dead. And that was Andrew Cuomo. So that's why people are like, you think Chris Cuomo would come on the show? No, he would never come on the show because I got to say, I'm sorry. I'm probably the only one with the balls to say to Chris Cuomo, your brother is a mass murderer who murdered 15,000 people, but I, including a friend of the show whose parents died because of what Andrew Cuomo did. I think we got to start manifesting that these people will come
3: on the show because that's the culture war. If if they won't, if people refuse to talk. Then we lose
2: the call. That's the loss. That's game over. If we if people refuse to communicate, it's game over. Right. Sociopathic mass murderers uh, don't usually deal with a confrontation well. <laughs> they don't deal with being confronted on their horrible actions that have led to tremendous human life loss, uh, especially when called out directly to it face to face. I called out a lot of war criminals personally myself during my journalistic career. Uh, they don't get happy. They, they they I got arrested a number of times for confronting a lot of politicians about their very horrible illicit actions they get mad they freak out
1: yeah right And in new york right now speaking of there's a new law that they just passed uh that quarantine camps like if you're sick or if you're unvaccinated literally this is uh, something that kathy Hochul put through you could be put in a quarantine camp against your uh against your will so they could come to your home knock on the door pull you out and throw you in a quarantine camp so we we, we,
0: we, we talk about hunter biden you know wanting to get out of get out of dodge but then what's the uh what if what if trump loses now here's what I think. Do we I, get out of dodge? Well, I don't think uh, I don't think Trump wins or loses. I don't think Biden Newsom, whoever it's going to be, wins or loses. I don't think I I, I I cannot see a reasonable conclusion to the election. I can't. In 2020, we had a lawsuit, Texas v Pennsylvania, with, I believe 48 states that were involved in the suit, either joining in or fi- filing uh, uh, amicus briefs or what's what's the proper plural amakay or whatever I don't know the point is they're all basically saying we we, det- we we are we are pushing back the only reason it stopped there was because the supreme court refused to take the case and the case fizzled which was the supreme court taking sides taking sides with Pennsylvania right. this left a very sour taste in the mouths of states like Texas and Texas the, Ken Paxton goes hard and you you've you you've got Missouri as well going after these fraudsters What's going to happen at the end of 2024? Before we even get to election day, there is going to be legal challenges to early voting. There's going to be claims of widespread fraud on both sides. The election will happen. Different channels and different outlets will report different data. People are going to people are people are going to notice like, oh, look, the number changed on the TV. It went up, then it went down and no one will accept it because I'll tell you, nobody accepted 2016. The Democrats said it was Russia. Russia. The Democrats actually believe that Russia hacked the machines in 2020. It was the conservatives who said the Democrats rigged the machines. 2024 is going to be. We will not accept this. Why? Because the Biden DOJ is already weaponizing law enforcement to arrest innocent people like this journalist, Steve Baker. That's already happening. So you've got all of these Trump administration officials facing criminal prosecution and they're like. Trump needs to win. We have to win this one. Now, many of them are bowing out like cowards. That That's true. But a lot of people are like, if Trump does not win, this is life or death. Hunter Biden saying the same thing. So it's going to be 100,000 lawsuits from the left, 100,000 from the right. The courts are going to be jammed up. And I imagine come December, we don't know who won. I just don't want to rest everything on one guy's status
3: as president. Like, it's so much about the individual loving the the humans around them
2: and and sacrificing themselves for the humans around them. Ian, I, I agree with you, but for the J6ers, it is life or death It is for many of them, uh, especially with a lot of them that are in solitary confinement. So I agree with your sentiment. Uh, never put any man above yourself. Never worship any man, never idol any man or, or woman. Always make sure to take care of yourself first. I think the bigger solution other than voting is you being the best version of yourself, being happy, being healthy, being strong, being financially successful. That's the way out of this, us realizing, hey, we don't need government. We don't need tyranny. We don't need all this other crap all around us that they keep trying to sell us and only works because we keep buying it so so i understand that that sentiment a lot but sadly with how weaponized the political system has become it is life or death for a lot of individuals it is freedom or slavery for a lot of individuals and that's those are high stakes right there and 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 the future of this country as well to where it is going to be going from here i'm concerned that donald trump's
3: don i'm going to call you Is like, does he not realize that like if he keeps pushing and being like, I'm going to go get him, I'm going to get that like it's making it worse for people like the people that are in prison. It's making it worse. It's making them be like, oh, we need less Trump supports because he keeps saying he's going to come destroy. Like, why doesn't he tone down and start to talk about unity?
1: Yeah, that's always the mysterious question why Donald Trump says some of the things he does. I guess like, you know, he says some things that are really out there. Um, I think a lot of the times he's just saying it kind of jokingly, like he said, I'm gonna come after these people, but only on day one. And you know- He didn't say that. He he said that or he didn't? He He said said on day one, I'm gonna drill
0: baby drill and build a wall. He dodged the question. Okay. Hannity said, "Are you going to be a dictator and go after these people?" And Trump said, "Only on day one, we're going to build a wall and we're going to drill."
1: So I guess, see, even I am—I am, uh, I, I am uh, guilty of hearing fake news because that was what I heard. He on the news.
3: said it. He said oh, when he said, "Are you going to be a dictator and do this?" He said, "Only on day one." That was his answer. And then he went on to say, and "I'm going to drill." Then it got drill.
1: cut off, and they use that sound right no. everywhere. Oh, ma- oh yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's why I was under that impression. And,
0: and they and they use these clever lines where Trump says he will—he uh, will be dictator only one day.
1: Right, and I, I believed it. I believe I said how he said it, but he was probably joking around. You know, that's what I thought. I thought it was, was such
3: a around. lazy way to answer the question. Right. No, I don't think like Trump he was wasn't. Listening. Listening. He wasn't listening. Right, he
0: was not. That's listening.
3: a lazy way to answer. Like if you're not listening. Said H- I didn't hear. I didn't understand what you said. Please repeat the question.
0: Handy was asking, "Are you going to use your powers to get revenge and retribution?" And Trump's not paying attention. And then he just hears dictator and he goes, "Yes, to build a wall." And then hennedy right, right. goes, no, "That's not what I asked. I asked about retribution." And Trump's like, "We're gonna drill." And so you can argue that Trump just did not answer the question. That's the most reasonable explanation. That's it. He didn't actually answer the question about whether he'd really be a dictator to get revenge.
3: He answered it. He just, but it, look, the, the question, listening to why it.
0: does Donald Trump say the things he's saying? Well, you know, I kind of feel like a lot of people in this country think that when the DOJ is weaponized, when the far left is given carte blanche, you have to actually fight back. And how do you do it? Donald Trump talking is probably the best way to do it. Why? Well, we don't want violence. We don't want civil war. So a lot of people are like, we're, we're going to be reasonable. We're not going to riot. We're not going to do what Black Lives Matter does. We are going to vote in local uh, election officials, which they've done. We're going to vote in populist candidates in Congress, which they've done in many areas. And we're going to support Donald Trump. Then Donald Trump says, I'm going to go after him and I'm going to do all this. But here's the thing. That's the best possible way to actually do it, to vote for Trump and then hope he uses law enforcement powers to arrest criminals.
3: You could consider that as a tactic, but I think a better way is to strengthen our economy. I think that the best way to 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 solve the corruptive issue is to make a stronger base growth, domestic product growth. Uh, How do GDP. you do
0: that when for the past 20 years they've extracted the GDP and sent it to China?
3: You need to, I think it's hydrogen fuel. You need to alter our fuel source. You didn't didn't answer my question. Well, um, you need to start pumping hydrogen through the methane systems. What does
0: that have to do with them sending our manufacturing base to China? How do we make hydrogen when we don't have people here to work factories or factories that can do hydrogen refinery? uh, refinery? We have
3: some out of Rice University. They're hitting carbon trash with electricity at 7,000 degrees with flash fuel heating and turning it into hydrogen fuel. So
0: let's go back to the beginning. What should the American people do when, for the past 20 years, the neocons and neolibs have sent our manufacturing base to China?
3: Build new manufacturing. And how do you do that? By inspiring people. Show them what to build.
0: W- who does that? The regular, right, a regular, right a, a regular, now, a regular American. What can that? What can they do?
3: You can uh, search uh, James Tour out of Rice University and look at what they're doing with creating high. No, I
0: got. I got. I got a problem for you. There's, there's an EPA regulation barring the construction of, of factories and the carbon emissions in this area.
3: It doesn't produce carbon emissions. I'm not
0: talking about hydrogen specifically. I'm talking about the manufacturing base.
3: Explain what you just said.
0: The reason people voted for Donald Trump is because he vowed to r- relax rules, executive orders, and to work with Congress to repeal laws to allow manufacturing to return to this country. That's not the only reason. it's a big component. What we end up seeing in the first term of Donald Trump was a $3 billion reinvestment into Michigan from auto manufacturers who brought their factories back. The reason why Trump wanted to remove environmental regulations like the EPA was because this was the reason why these factories moved in the first place. They could not actually produce things. And the Democrats, they've done the perfect, perfect system of no tariffs, free trade and high regulation, high taxes. The trifecta. What that means is anybody who wants to open a factory, say to make socks, they're like socks produce too much carbon. EPA says no taxes are at 35 percent. We can't afford it. However, free trade with China. That means we put our factory in China. We pump out as much carbon as we want. The socks get sent back to the U.S. for free. And the U.S. taxpayer dollars and wages get sent to China instead. So what did the American people do? They did the most reasonable thing. I will vote for a representative who is going to enact policy that will help remedy this problem. But I
3: think bringing back the old manufacturing is not the way. Because it does produce a lot of carbon poison. Like that stuff can kill carbon monoxide if you breathe it in and you'll die. So you need to make new manufacturing bases that don't produce that much carbon uh byproduct gaseous wait wait until you find out what the
2: chinese are doing (laughs) as they have coal mines they don't give a damn about anything they had a whole recycling program where, where canada thought they were recycling with the chinese the chinese were just dumping it into the ocean you look at the developing nations and and the amount of pollution that they uh, put out to the rest of the world. It is absolutely incredible. But they do that w- with economic success because of these double standards and these stupid rules and these stupid regulations that have a huge disadvantage to the American people, the American worker, the blue collar individual that doesn't stand a chance because every opportunity he has is being squandered by government bureaucrats who are saying, let's just do it over there because it's a dirty job. That's that's insane. That's stupid. And it's shooting, shooting America in the floor part of what's great about this hydrogen production is it makes the byproduct, the carbon byproduct is, is in graphene
3: form. It doesn't get lost in the atmosphere. So it, you, you have it as dust that you basically can put into like cement or concrete and get, get it, make it three times stronger. You can put it into asphalt, things like that.
0: This reminds me of when I was at Occupy Wall Street. They had a Luke was there. Luke, oh, maybe, yeah. you, might, you might remember this. They had a general assembly meeting where they were like, what's our what's our what's our number one fix? What's the problem here? And everybody kept raising their hands and and saying, the problem is the banking system. The problem is revolving door government. And then finally, some like 60-year-old guy stands up out of turn and goes, what is wrong with you people? It's fracking. Fracking Fracking is everything. (laughs) The only thing that matters is fracking. And I'm just like, that guy has absolutely no idea how the economy works, how the system works. So you get a Donald Trump who looks at all of these things, mass migration, lowering wages. Free trade, making it so that people can freely move their factories overseas and ship in products for free, meaning cheap Chinese wages to compete with the United States, stripping middle class jobs, as well as high environmental regulations. A multifaceted network of problems well beyond just what I've mentioned and has to working on that. Ian, then you say we should make fuel.
3: Yeah, the fuel is where is the basis of all of it.
0: It's not. It is. That's, That's why
3: the economy is out of control It's because oil is so expensive and we're relying on Saudi Arabia, We, we, we were where our fuel sources are running you know low. Why we're, you know why we're relying on, relying on Saudi Arabia? Because they sold like our, our...
0: Because Joe Biden is shutting down the oil industry, which is why Trump said on day one, I drill, drill, drill. Yeah. Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline, that project, as well as other projects. And immediately what happens is you get forecasters to say, hey, Keystone Pipeline is, sh- Pipeline is shut down. What are we looking at in terms of the future of oil? Well, supply is not going to meet demand, so the cost is going to skyrocket. Okay, buy as much oil futures and stock and oil companies as we can. All of a sudden, gas skyrockets. And then when we point out the correlation between Joe Biden shutting down, banning fracking on public lands and shutting down Keystone, the media lies and says, but Keystone wasn't even delivering oil anyway. And the average American who doesn't pay attention, doesn't know, and goes, yeah, They weren't delivering oil anyway. And then we have the very difficult task of task of explaining correlation between oil futures, stock prices, gas prices, and oil projects and oil investment. And that's very, very difficult to do. Joe Biden's an evil man. He sold us out. The reason why the cost of fuel is so high is because he wants Saudi Arabia, the deep state, the establishment, the neocons, neolibs. They want foreign countries to have control because they want to maintain the petrodollar, which means Americans suffer. We send money overseas to Pakistan and other countries for stupid programs like gender studies. So they use our currency. We then promise them we won't compete with you on the oil market. But when Donald Trump was president, we were producing at surplus in the United States, not to mention untapped resources in Alaska. That is why people vote for Trump. Oil's good.
3: It's just not uh, it shouldn't be the only fuel. If we rely on oil, it, it's like it's only 120 year old
0: technology. We need. So I got to tell you, you got to vote for Trump. Why? Because, because he's the one who's going to make that happen. Right. And make what happen? Hydrogen, you think nuclear so? energy, hydrogen, graphene. Trump's the guy for I, that. What? He's never even mentioned those words. And I've never he even hates heard him mention
1: wind, it. the wind turbines. Like he, you know, the ones <laughs> that kill the. No, it's a real in New York. It's a real thing. They're trying to make New York a completely dependent on these crazy wind turbines, ruining the beaches of, of Long Island, the South Shore, literally lining the state with wind turbines, and they don't work, and they have a way bigger carbon footprint actually on the environment than not using the wind turbines. So you know, the whole green energy thing to me is really just a scam.
0: Here's what will happen. Ian, you'll go to anyone in the Democratic Party or Biden administration, and you'll say everything you said, and they're going to go. We want Saudi Arabia to maintain control in the region because they're aligned with us. We want oil to be dominant because the petrodollar is how we exert control over other nations. We go to war with Iraq. We go to war with Libya because they threaten the petrodollar. The last thing the Democratic administration will do is entertain an alternate energy source, which would offset our control over the international market. It's not alternate. Well, continue. You're talking about asking Democrats to dismantle the International Monetary no, Fund. No, no. Keep it up. The SWIFT financial payment system. No, no.
3: You keep the oil, the OPEC all, going. You all keep based on petrodollars. You keep the petrodollar going. You just add an additional fuel supply with the hydrogen. It'll cut our GDP. increase our Who GDP. Who else produces hydrogen? At this point... The globe hasn't stepped up yet, and someone's going to start doing it. If it's China, right. we're screwed. Whoever starts doing it first so, is going to win. So the
0: reason why the United States gives U.S. dollars to foreign countries is because by them having the money, they have confidence in the money; they will spend the money. If the U.S. switches to something else, all of a sudden their money can't purchase anything in the United States. This is why oil is dominant and why it is the petrodollar. They, the the the, the liberal economic order, the Council on Foreign Relations. The powerful international elites are not going to give up a ubiquitous they have absolute control, near absolute control over oil, which exists in tons of countries, and they force them to do what we want because of it. There is one administration that would entertain a new energy source that would strengthen America and work internally. And it's the same guy who tried to pull our troops out of the Middle East, who tried to get our who questioned why we are paying for NATO and who, while he was president, started no new wars. Donald Trump wants to secure our borders, reduce immigration, bring manufacturing back. And I guarantee you, if you when you see Kash Patel sitting here and you keep saying graphene 50 million times to him and Don Jr. and Laura Trump and every, everyone else, eventually Trump's going to say, we need more efficient energy to grow our economy. And they're going to be like, well, have you ever heard what this Ian guy's talking about, this hydrogen stuff they're doing at Rice University? Let's roll. The Biden administration is going to say that'll threaten the petrodollar. Shut up.
3: I don't think so because the petrodollar will still anyone wants to buy our resources out of the U.S. They still have to pay us in dollars. They're not our resources. If they want to buy Saudi Arabian oil, they can still do it. In U- we can still force them to do it in U.S. dollars while we're producing hydrogen at home.
0: So we produce a small amount of hydrogen. You will not create a hydrogen based economy unless you disrupt the petrodollar.
3: I don't think so because you can use the oil and turn it into graphene here. You can sell the oil overseas continuously. For the, for the obsolete technologies that these other countries are using and enhance our, our capabilities at home.
0: How do you uh, uh, how do you convince, say, like a Saddam Hussein to only use U.S. dollars?
3: Me personally, or you like mean just how, generally how, how, how they would they do it? How have they done it? I mean, it's it's the, the uh, economic hitman model. That's right. There's three, they take Why three steps. Why would the
0: U.S. compete with itself to try and replace its own energy dominance when it controls what other people produce? Look at what they did to Iran when Iran tried building nuclear centrifuges. They claimed it was because Iran was trying to build nuclear weapons. I don't think so. I think mean, there's a strong possibility Iran was trying to create nuclear power and this was like, ain't no way. We're going to let another country develop any kind of energy that competes with the petrodollar. I don't think I just blow them up with Stuxnet.
3: I don't think it competes, though. That's what I keep thinking about, because the oil is still so useful. We can still pump. We should probably be pumping more oil, to be honest, and then reconverting it into graphene to reuse it so we don't get the carbon dioxide and the carbon monoxide. But we need plastics out of it, and you can still use it to combust. But in addition to that, there's just more people. There's more fuel tanks. um, And if we don't do it first, someone else will. And that's that's well. Like,
2: the French are becoming fully dependent on nuclear uh, power. They're they're building a crap ton of nuclear um, uh, silos almost everywhere. The
3: problem with nuclear is it's not a fuel source. It's an energy source. But fuel is either hydrogen, carbon, or plutonium. There is fuel that you put into some nuclear reactors, but it's not transportable. Like portable fuel, P- fuel is portable. That's why it's called fuel, um, or why the what sign- signifies is an energy source is portable. And so. Nuclear is fantastic and especially closed system recycling, like where you get thorium salt breeder reactors that can make more thorium salt. Those are great, but they're they're stuck in one, in one place and then you're reliant on grids to get it out. This stuff you can just carry around with you. You can put eight hydrogen uh, cartridges in your battery, in your electric car and charge that thing for 12,000 miles and then go fill it up for nine cents in like
0: 13 seconds. These Let's are- jump to the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have tremendous news. <laughs> You wanna you wanna read this one, Luke? Oh goodness, this one triggered me a little bit.
5: <laughs> this one's
2: from Fox Business. Southwest Airlines celebrated for policy to give a full row to passengers of size for free.
0: I am I am fat. And uh, from now on, anytime I fly, I am <laughs> morbidly obese.
1: Or identifying as morbidly Always.
0: obese. Always. Uh this new policy is apparently like Luke was saying before the show, like you walk up to the counter and you say, I'm fat, so give me free seats, and they will. Yes. Ex- exactly. Uh, uh, Do they
1: weigh you beforehand? There's, uh, they can't,
0: I don't think they can. I think that'd be illegal.
1: I mean, I but, always but, like but, getting but, a little of you the know, God seats.
0: forbid your bag is
2: five pounds overweight. Right. <laughs> all right, this is the argument I've been making for a very long time because I've been flying, uh, especially all over Europe, all over the world. But in Europe, they nickel and dime you any way they can, especially when it comes to bringing on even just a carry-on, which they charge you up the wazoo. And I remember my luggage was like uh, a couple kilos over, and I'm like, look how skinny I am. Look at those guys over there. They're morbidly obese. Why are they not paying
0: more? Oh, Why no. am I paying more for, wait, wait. for my bag? That's here's what we should do. We should get like an inflatable suit, right. and there then you, you walk up to the counter and you go, "I need extra seats." <laughs> when they give you the ticket, then you you poke the thing, <laughs> and then you shrink down and be like, "Thanks for the extra seats." <laughs> (laughs) just see what they would do why is it a whole row
1: is Uh, that real though they're really gonna give the whole row and and there's
2: people doing this there's a video of a woman with a mask not surprisingly probably we can't say it here Uh, that that you know got on to the to the thing videotaped herself doing it and and literally came up and said hey i need an extra seat right and people like all right
1: i mean not to disparage overweight people but it is sometimes like inconvenient to sit next to somebody that's kind of taking a part of your seat like I've I've had that experience. Yeah, the before. Americans
2: are getting bigger. The seats and the, and the airlines are getting smaller. Uh, and and here it, we go. It's horrible. You guys okay. ready for this one? Yeah. Hi, it's okay. Um,
0: I'm hoping to
1: use your
0: um customer size policy today. <laughs>
1: customer of size. <laughs> yes, I'm leaving. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for your help.
0: She got two tickets. Seat
1: belt- extended, please
0: and a seatbelt, extender. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. What? She doesn't even need it.
5: Hi.
0: So, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I don't believe they could deny you if you ask for this. So, ladies and gentlemen, please get the word out. If any of you are flying Southwest at any point before boarding, ask to use their customer of size policy. That's it. And I don't care, uh, me personally, at If they're going to be like, sir, you'll sit in the chair just fine. I'll be like, excuse me, I'm overweight. What's the weight limit? You're going to weigh me next. What? So I'll take take, a free seat.
1: I know. So it could be subjective, I guess, like who's overweight and who isn't. And like, what's your like, you know, body mass index?
3: Yeah, mass and weight are not the same thing. <laughs> right. You can be muscular and weigh 270 pounds and or just I, have like and a this, is, and this really is a full tall.
2: flight. This was a full flight. So they had to kick someone Did off Did they have for to this? kick someone off? Probably. They yeah. kick people
0: off uh out of uh out of airplanes all the time. Well, uh, you know, I just got to let you guys know. You know, I skateboard a lot. And for this, I have uh uh large leg muscles. Which puts my 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 body mass index has always been slightly higher for this reason, and uh, well, that means uh, you know they have to give me a free seat. You're a big dude. I get free seat. Your arms are pretty big too. Look at that. Yeah, you know, very strong. That's impressive. You know, you're gonna I'm, need multiple. But, but I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this. What does it mean stuff? to be of size? Well, you know, some of
1: they I wonder if they have a definition posted online or like weight requirements. Like it's a what box,
5: but weight? a lot of you people know, you got know, a lot of junk. In you the know trunk. why?
0: They, you know why they did this, though? It's not just about giving customers of size the option. It's that they know like when Sydney Watson was sitting, sitting between the two big people and the, I'm sorry, the customers of size. She posted on it on social media like this is messed up.
1: Right. So Southwest
0: was like, listen, it's win win. If If a customer is sitting next to them, they're both complaining. Right. So just give them a free seat. Yeah.
1: If there's free that, seats is on is the that, plane, I think, but I wouldn't like kick someone off a flight for that. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. But, but like, uh, are, do you want to cuddle with some like fat, morbidly obese person you that's know, shedding spike proteins onto you and, and sweating on you and you got to smell their stank for a couple hours? <laughs> no. Shedding what? No, I don't.
0: Uh, you know what's really funny? When you fly private. Like it's, it's much more difficult for morbidly obese people to fly private because they have weight restrictions and there's no, sorry, have a nice day. There's no questions.
3: This says the policy allows larger travelers the opportunity to purchase an additional seat. Is that, are we missing something in the story? Is it
2: actually cost money? No, the, the story is that it's uh, complimentary. Uh, on Southwest. Uh, yeah, on Southwest. But um, yeah, it says free. I
5: yep.
1: guess that's happy news for a lot of people in America. I'm being serious. I know a lot of people that will take advantage of that
2: yeah i i mean do you do you want to cuddle uh, (laughs) you know with someone with a lot of junk in their trunk for a couple hours it's always like
1: for me i'd rather sit next to someone who is not you know but more
2: americans are more than ever obesity rates are going through the roof heart rate disease rates are going through the roof there's there's a serious issue with seed oils and other things that are absolutely uh, atrocious this is this is uh, people are saying the airline's bad here The FDA is bad here. Our food industry is bad here. Big Pharma is bad here. Those are the
0: people that we should be focusing on as, of course, they fail us every step of the way, ensuring that we're going to be fat and sick. Look, Fox says Southwest provided its policy to Fox Business, which said that passengers of size have the option of purchasing just one seat and then discussing your seating needs with the customer service agent at the departure gate. If it's determined that a second or third seat is needed, you'll be accommodated with a complimentary additional seat. Second or third. That's why I'm saying, like, Get wear a fat suit.
1: It's almost like enabling free beha- stuff, bad behavior, like enabling, Oh, absolutely, it's enabling like this obesity, is... diabetes, and everything else.
0: Remember, remember on The Simpsons when Homer realized that if you weighed over three hundred pounds, you could work from home. Right. so Dude. he tries to gain as much weight as possible so he can work for home it was almost like during home.
1: covid when people were you know at risk it was almost like a good thing that they were at risk i have diabetes or you know i'm morbidly obese because that means i'm at risk and i could stay home and i don't have to come in
3: yeah there there are definitely times when you want to cater to the weakest among you that just for the sake of the tribe like keep them alive maybe for a reason but then there are other times when a society begins to cater to like like if we, if we have to kneecap our entire society in order to accommodate people that have let their bodies become obese, that's right. going to be a very challenging thing to right. subsist. Like, I don't know if we can sustain that kind of pattern because if they keep, if it keeps propagating more and more, you know, negative entropy or, right. or whatever you want to call it, negative outcomes, then it's just, this is, this is like going to,
0: capitalism you know, is supposed to counter we've, this. We've this got, behavior. we've got uh, some of the Tim Cass crew flying to AmFest on Southwest uh, I think they should absolutely demand to use the uh, customer of size policy. It says
3: here that the uh, it's at the discretion of the Southwest employees, and you may have to advocate for your extra seat, just aye so you're aware.
0: So, absolutely, and I think I think you should, and you should argue that you have restless arm syndrome. And I, I would say this. Oh yes, I have an I have an I have an arm arm tense uh, intensity thing. My arms go out. And you know, causes me pain if I can't stretch my arms out. It's I'm sorry. It's just it is. And if they say no, be like, so the only criteria is that you're obese. Other there, there was a viral photo. Remember this, where the guy had a had a belt strapped to his legs, and then some woman was like, oh, yeah. a man spreader in recovery. And other people were like, it's a guy with Tourette syndrome trying not to kick you. Like that's so messed up that you would insult him like that. I did that in airplane. I, I put my I put but,
3: something around my knees because I fell asleep and I didn't want to knee the girl right? next to me. Right. I mean, what what
0: if you like hold on. What if you said, um, you know, uh, flight gate lady, I have very large testicles
1: and I need to keep As my. As I
0: often do. I yes. need to keep my legs spread open the length of three seats. We're all
2: going to be better off, trust me.
0: Yes.
1: Somebody has to wear a body camera and just pull all these things and see hey, what
5: passes. technically,
2: men should have bigger seats. Okay, we gotta we gotta man spread. We, you know, we gotta let the the I boys. Love.
0: We gotta let the boys breathe for our our uh, masculine. I loved that season of the culture war, the man spreading one. Where it was like a whole bunch of guys were like, duh, why do, why do all these men manspread? And it's like, you're saying a lot about your junk right now. Like there are a lot of guys that are just like, I keep my legs spread because I kind of have to. And then there's other guys be like, huh, I don't. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I yeah. kind of get what you're saying with that, but all right. Yeah, you got to cool
2: your junk. Uh, <laughs> this is what Southwest is doing with this particular airline fat policy is just a few steps away from a Wally prophecy where people are going to be given scooters to ride around everywhere because they're too fat and can't move around anymore. Well, anywhere. that's what they want, this is, sure. this, is, this is where we are headed to Great. as a society with the obesity rates. This is where we are headed, not that far away from where Wally was. And uh, soon, Wally's gonna be a documentary. Cause I wanna ride around on those things. I don't, I just wanna be
3: rewarded for not, you know, for taking care of my body. I wanna. I like, was
1: actually a trainer on The Biggest Loser. Well, what was it like? And it, you know, so it gives me a lot of empathy toward overweight people. And I have, a, I come from a family. I'm half Italian, half Chinese. My Italian side, there's a lot of more really obese people on it. So thank God I have my Chinese side to balance it out. But um, it's just, I feel like, you know, how was Biggest Loser? It was, it was great working with people, but they have like decades obviously and decades of history, uh, mental history, and it's very hard to lose weight once you get to a certain age, especially like I'd say 50, like you have decades of trauma of, of, of being an overweight person. But I feel like the country enables it, you know, and not just with uh, with stuff like this, but with all this processed stuff they put in the food, a lot of that stuff is really what causes weight weight gain, all these fake sweeteners, like uh the corn syrup I, and everything.
0: I think it's actually really easy to lose weight. I, th- I think affecting. fasting is huge. for
1: me it is. And I'm all- I'm all- no. lucky to say that I've worked with people who are 500 pounds. And well, yes, you're right. That actually is true. It is very easy to lose weight. It's very easy for them to gain it right back.
0: And th- and that's the issue. So what we're really talking about is, yes, I understand there's glandular issues. I understand some people have
1: it's mental, metabolic it's 100% issues. mental.
0: But yo, if you're just eating lean, like if you're eating, I wouldn't even say lean meat, have yourself some fatty steak and some greens and vegetables. We go out to eat. I get a Caesar salad with no croutons and I get a filet mignon with extra butter
1: schlopped on right. top,
0: butter all over that steak.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I keep telling Tim, don't do the greens. The greens are a scam. Oysters, meat, some fruit, but that's just my diet. Check that's out, what I like Well, personally. you guys are
1: very lucky because yeah. that, that, that's, you know, for most people, like a Frankfurter is protein. You know what I mean? Like that's like in the, in the country, especially with the economy. No, I agree. Is, like, I agree. That's what they think protein is. Well, or
0: people, like, people, what, what, what uh, Norman Borlaug, I think is going to, will we'll go down in history. Okay, well, he probably won't. Uh, but I think he should go down in history as a as a as a uh, well-to-do but bad person. Norman Borlaug famously increased the crop yield of I think it was probably wheat. You can fact check me on this one. And it it what what he did was, he's like now we can produce more wheat and feed more people. The only problem, nutrition density doesn't change. So the starch content increases, the nutrition content decreases. What happens now is poor people need to eat something like four or five times the amount of food to get the same nutrient level. So if you're not getting enough selenium or zinc or whatever in your system, you're just slamming boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese because your body's desperate to find it. You're getting fatter and fatter and fatter. That's true. However, there is the poor diet. So when I was in L.A., I lost a lot of weight because all I would eat was tomatoes on tortillas with mayonnaise.
1: Well, you... You were called being pork. Because most people would eat like cup of noodles or rice you know, these- I things. couldn't
0: afford a cup of <laughs> noodles. I went to the local um, supermercado and I would get like three or four tomatoes for like 30 cents. Then I would get like a pack of corn tortillas, ingredients, corn water for like 50 cents. And then I would get a little mayonnaise, McCormick mayonnaise, or whatever it was, for like 80 cents. And I was like, I've got food for the next few days. And that's all I would eat. Now, I'm not suggesting people actually do that. When I say that it's easy to lose weight, I'm saying, you just, you, it's, let me say this. I mean, relatively to what people expect of weight loss, you know, Chris Christie is not a poor person, right? He is a man of great means, yet he is still morbidly obese. and says, I don't know how. And it's like, well, dude, I got to be honest. You you perhaps it's a glandular disorder that you can't overcome fine fair point he did get the bypass surgery but there are a lot of people i've met who have the capability to eat a steak and a salad and they choose to have a large coke and a bowl of french fries and a cheeseburger
3: yeah chris he he didn't get a it wasn't a heart bypass it was a gastric bypass gastric bypass that's where you like tighten a belt around your stomach okay
0: just well a, I think that's what it was
2: right? A, a lot I'm of the food girl. also Flat is Flat chemically band, yes. it's chemically engineered to be addicting and to hit the pleasure centers in your brain but this is also a larger distinction between individuals who prefer short-term pleasure over long-term pleasure right. because it's insane what people are, are willing to do for just 5 seconds of like mouth pleasure how much they're willing to hurt themselves later down the line how horrible they're going to be feeling later down the line there's a reason those Taco Bell memes are real after you eat them how it just goes through you like you, like a freaking garden hose exploding
0: everywhere do you it, see you see yeah. andrew tate's tweet where he was like i don't enjoy no. eating he's like i just eat to get it done because you have to do it and all these like fat leftists are making fun of him and i'm like yo that dude is like solid muscle and a world champion kickboxer right you don't gotta like him for any of that other stuff but like when the guy's talking about fitness and if you want to be fit, you take advice from a guy who knows what he's doing. So, but exactly. they made fun of him for it. Exactly. Right. And, and again, as a
2: human being, this is something that I even had problems with myself, especially when I was young, because no one really kind of, you know, told me to, to consider this or to think about this because I was, you know, going after those Arizona green teas that are filled with high fructose corn syrup. I was eating a whole bunch of crappy sugary foods because of that 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 pleasure that I was getting really quick off of just, just hitting it. But, but then I, I started to realize, I feel like crap afterwards. Why is that? That's not worth it. And, and then once you kind of trick your mind to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to have long-term pleasure, happiness, and success through eating food that actually is nutritious and good for me," life changes. A lot of overnight. people, I don't
1: think, have that common sense, and it's just exactly. sad. And I think it's like a system. Really, is if there's a systematic problem in America, it's with people being overweight. And I'm not saying it's not their fault, but it's just a systematic problem like the food. Like you go to the store, and everything that's marked healthy or diet food is not diet food. It's, it's full, all lies. It's me, all me, lies. And these people, like, they're believing the marketing and it's very sad. And there's no education program really out there exposing these lies.
0: So let, let me tell you, I think sugar is gross. I cut it out a couple years ago and, and do very little sugars. We drink these, these spin drifts. These are, That's these my are great. favorite
1: drink. Oh, there's, there's a bunch th- in the fridge. There's
0: three grams of sugar Top in this level. and 15 yes. calories. This is what soda should be. A little bit of juice with, with carbonated water and they taste amazing. You can always add some and honey. And what I, I
1: understand too, those things have a, a liner so that the aluminum doesn't leach into the actual Well, the plastic's soda.
0: worse than the aluminum. Is
1: it BPA-free, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I was reading All the marketing li- for that. That's Yeah,
0: some cans are. align with plastic. I would not be, I don't know, you know. if it's
1: plastic, but it's a liner that supposedly but blocks like the aluminum from leaching into the drink. But that
0: sounds like marketing, because I'd rather have the aluminum than the plastic, but either way. But that tastes My point different. is this. It does, it's good. I stopped drinking sodas and sugar I can't drink soda. It's disgusting. Oh it's man! Gross. It's, Even it, like the uh, the way I would describe it uh, to someone who's who's drinking soda regularly, imagine just having a glass of maple syrup. Yeah, like, I just can't. I mean, it
1: it's, tastes worse now that they use the uh, hydrogenated corn syrup in it. Like when real sugar was being used, it tasted. But be- like if you compare Coke, Coca Cola one had sugar and one has the corn Mexican syrup Coke. in Mexican it, Mexican Coke, yeah, it, it's so good, it's better, it tastes better. But I, 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 I get lot. massive headaches when I drink yeah. sugar. It's a big deal. It's yeah. Sugar,
3: there's a lot of different types of sugar. That's part of the problem too. There's glucose. Everyone needs that simple sugar. Then there's like sucrose. That's table sugar. That's some you know arguably okay in small doses then there's like high fructose and aspartame which right. are like these yeah. concocted things over the last 30
2: years synthetic in know the, 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 the amount, dose, amount of sugars, yeah. And everything yeah it's the and amount everything. of sugar in in Starbucks in in Dunkin Donuts with their coffees is absolutely through the roof and they keep adding more and more and more there's some drinks with 75 grams of sugar and people just consume it like like it's nothing because they don't think oh I'm drinking they don't understand how much crap they're actually putting into their bodies and destroying their liver
0: I want I want to I want to push back a little bit on what you said luke though about short-term versus long-term gain i think you're mostly right but i went to a local mexican restaurant and i got steak fajitas and i think it was like 12 bucks and you know i gotta tell you that's short-term pleasure dude the steak steak fajita and it was not expensive and it was marinated steak sliced into strips grilled with peppers and onions and i'm like right there you got a low-carb healthy protein dense meal and it was only like 12 or something bucks.
1: Dude. Well, they, you would think that if they really cared about the health of America. This is what I said throughout the pandemic when they were really pushing, you know, the vaccines. Uh, why aren't they pushing more programs, telling people to how to cook inexpensive, healthy meals, like grill meat for your family, because there's too buy many vegetables.
3: But I can give you some advice. I, but it, I it love could, you. are something. the carbon that they want to it's, reduce. If you want to go cheap, if you're not, if you got like 30 or 40 bucks a week that you want to buy on red lentils, I'm looking at it right now at Walmart, they're $2.18 a pound. For, and you can get like buy them in bulk. This is what you want to do. You want to buy food in bulk. You want to get like red lentils, maybe in a, a vegetable, like um, sliced mushrooms or like sliced green peppers, you know, just get them, get enough of it. And then salt and a little and olive oil, get a big thing of olive oil. You're good to go, man. You can you can you heat those those lentils up and then you boil them. They turn into like a paste that you can add vegetables to. Freaking delicious and protein dense.
1: <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah, most people don't even know what lentils are. It's like it's very sad and it's very scary. Like the best lentils? things to eat are are um things that have one ingredient. I say like lentils have one ingredient. Lentils, you know, oranges are have one ingredient, oranges. And people are eating this stuff with like 20 or 30 ingredients that are labeled as healthy food. Like I have many relatives that are like, oh, I, I have this like healthy cereal. See, it says healthy choice on the box. And it's not healthy at all if you look at the 30 ingredients or 40 ingredients that go into also, it. Also,
2: if you want to kick those lentils up a notch, get some <laughs> oregano and cumin. Hey, don't listen to these guys. It's That's all, all, all fake news. It's all propaganda. What you need is beef liver and steak. That's yeah, all you, you need. You can
3: add... Then, and meats into the lentils and things like that. Of course, if the, the things but you like, but then you hear the crazy stuff
1: and you don't know if it's right or wrong. That lentils and tomatoes are bad for you because of the the shells that they have on them. So you're hearing all that information. So who knows what's right? It's
3: in. you got to boil them to, into a paste. The red ones, the red lentils, are where it's at. But I mean, it's just like if you're in a desperate time right now with food and you want right. to eat healthy. I think lentils are like a no, great I agree. basic base to start. And
1: I, I make lentil burgers. Believe it or not, like you make wow. that paste into burgers and you just put them in the in the freezer. And you have I like just plenty like burgers.
0: Nice. Yeah. You know what you do. You know what I, I I love Carpaccio got yeah, just give me the raw beef I don't want it cooked you know what you know what I love I I, I I I can never order a steak blue I just couldn't do it but I love it when they accidentally undercook my medium rare and give it to me rare just because then I have an excuse to be like oh look at that you yeah, know Seth,
3: Seth Weathers was saying yesterday red rare rare meat he said raw meat and he was joking but he was like no I mean medium rare medium rare rare but you like rare too I I I,
0: it. I I like rare better but I guess you're supposed to get it medium rare. It's the proper way to do it. I always, I always say chef's choice, and they go medium rare. I say okay. Are, do you guys? But if they do it, if I usually if,
1: get well done because blood grosses me out. I'm not gonna lie. There's no blood. It it's not blood. It's, it's not blood. The red coloring of the meat, just yeah, it's not
0: blood. It's it's not hemoglobin blood. or something. Whatever it's that not red is. What is the red? It's the uh, uh what is it? Amylin or something? Eesh. I don't know. Some it's, protein. It,
1: it reminds me of blood, I guess. So I don't. But
0: uh. If oh, I get it if I order a steak it's, yeah, myoglobin. Myoglobin. It's a mix of water and so protein. It's not
1: blood. Yeah, wow. That's
0: no, it's no, good, no. good for you. If uh if if I order a steak medium rare and it's medium, send it back. If I order medium rare and it's rare, I enjoy it.
3: I'm kind of feeling a rare meat right now. There's nothing better
2: than a ribeye with all that fat on there.
3: It's so freaking. And, so and cows are such beautiful animals. So
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> wow,
0: well, let's go I to, see
3: why the Hindus worship to the cow.
0: They didn't eat it, though.
3: Are you sure? Yeah, yeah I knew I
0: knew, a, I knew a Hari Krishna guy, and I asked him about it, and he was like, the cow is your mother. It provides you milk and sustains you. Don't eat your mother. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, well, I, I do. I, I I, eat beef. I don't know. I guess you can call it whatever you want. All right, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimGuest.com, click Join Us, become a member, because that members-only Uncensored show is coming up in just uh, uh, 20 or so minutes. It's going to be a blast. And also... You know, throughout the show, I'm getting notifications on the marketing play that we're going to be rolling out for this next week with uh, the new song "Together Again" by Smokey Mike and the God King. And I don't want to say too much, but I'm just I'm just laughing. In trying, I'm trying not to laugh too loud, but this is going to be fun. Uh, we're working on a press release. That's all I'll say. And then tomorrow, I think I'll I'll, I'll post it so you can all see it. But it's going to be it's going to be really really funny. So if you want to support our work, go to the thebestsongever.com. Buy the song for 69 cents, and when you do, you will also get a unique coupon code for castbrew.com, where you can get 35% off all cast purchases for two weeks. And if you subscribe to a subscription in that time frame, you will get 35% off every month forever. In fact, we're actually setting it up so that if you subscribe to the Cast Brew Coffee Club with this promo code, and then say maybe in three or four months you cancel... Any point ever, if you re-sign up with your original information, like your same email, we will re-light up that thir- that that thirty-five percent discount. So uh, let's roll, man. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a lot of fun. The Daily Wire is uh, uh, working with us on the marketing for this, so it uh, I, hopefully it'll be really big. And I guess. Uh, we're going for pie in the sky. I mean, the, the dream would be to hit the Hot 100 and get a gold record or something. I listened to the song three times last night, laying in bed, going to sleep. It's <laughs> really right. good. Sure, let's read some super chats. Clint Torres says, howdy, people. Howdy, Clint. You're always the first. Clint. Tim P says, second place is for the best Uh, for the best loser. Also interested in franchising Casper Coffee. How could we do that? I know a guy who might be interested. We are moving very close to whatever it is we need to do in order to have more than one ca- Casper location. And I have to wait until I can say anything because I'm finalizing paperwork and there's laws.
3: I had an email from Coffee Lady. Is that public? Should I announce it publicly if you want to do stuff like that? No. Okay.
0: We can't do anything until we have finalized the legal paperwork for franchising. So we're waiting for uh, Chef Gruel, which everything's moving forward. He's the expert. We're really excited. And then phase two, uh, after we, we launch this, we are looking to open s- shops for other uh, prominent creators. So like, you know, Luke's health and wellness. Yeah, that's like what his house is.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, it is. Like Luke's got every supplement you've ever heard of. It's yeah. good. If you're in the business, you got to try everything out. So yeah. imagine when we're, when we're creating the anti Times Square. Here's the here's the big challenge. Uh, everybody's interested. I've talked to a lot of people about anti-Time Square in Williamsburg and they're all like, yes, count me in. And then I'm like, okay, we need someone to manage the whole project and connect the dots and everyone shrugs. And the only reason it's not moving faster is because we need basically the head of the anti Times Square project to do it. Maybe it's as simple as me hitting up Michael Seifert and being like, can we hire a guy to run this program and do it? And then probably, yes, I, I think so, uh, I think
3: I might know a guy.
0: All right, let's roll, because it's not just about Casper. Imagine the whole downtown strip of Martinsburg, West Virginia is like Anti-Time Square, the public square, where you've got, you know, Zuby's Gym and uh, Luke's Health and Wellness, Cousin T's Diner, Papa Jack's Pizza Shack. And it's like, you got to plan a weekend if you want to hit all of these stores and see products by your favorite oh, personalities. I
3: should do Ian's yep. Playland, where it's like a place where kids go and learn science, have like science toys and mechanisms they can play on
0: i kind of feel like a game game gaming thing would yeah, be better that'd be
3: cool I And mean, like yeah grab's awesome and we have this place called cosi in ohio where it was like multi-floored and every floor was like a different like one was like an old west theme and then the next one was like a, a space theme and you had like you tried to draw the outline of ohio with the it was so cool
0: all right jacob parody says i think matt walsh made an excellent point about bud light in his video i'm not entirely sure a 100 million dollars gfc is victory It's certainly a step towards victory, but it doesn't settle the initial cause. And that's fine. And I'll tell you this. My view is based on what can we do to win? And I've got bad news. Uh, Kid Rock is out. Dana White has sided with Bud Light. And Joe Rogan and Shane Gillis and basically all of Joe's friends have sided with Bud Light on more than one occasion. So you can choose to stand against these individuals. Joe Rogan especially. I think he said it was stupid. And he doesn't know why people are I don't know his exact quote, but he was like, it's dumb. And so my view is just kind of like when the left pushes someone in the middle to the right, the right should respond with, hey, man, we're, we're we're the good people. We're here for you. We're nice and we're reasonable when. They do something bad and the right pushes them and they freak out, the right will still need to be like, don't worry, we're not going to push you away, because the point of that meme is that the left will shove the people in the middle to the right and then not let them back and start yelling at them and screaming at them why are you siding with the right. My concern especially is, by all means never buy Bud Light again. But everyone needs to recognize it's not over. Bud Light is going to make moves come April and you've got the likes of UFC, Joe Rogan and Kid Rock all coming out now saying it's over. Kid Rock saying we gave him a black eye, we did what we needed to do and now, you know, we've 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 basically won. But by all means if you if don't buy it if you don't want to buy it I'm just saying there needs to be a strategy for what's the next move, especially with Joe Rogan posting a video. He posted a photo of them with like 30 or 40 cans of Bud Light. That was too far. What are they doing? I mean, They're, I guess
1: money talks. Money you know, talks? It's a huge He's, amount of money that, that Bud Light gave. UFC I and mean, he's Dana really good. White. Yeah,
3: he's good friends with Dana.
1: Yeah, you know, but he's a liberal. Like he's like sort of liberal. Uh, Joe Rogan, I think he's like, oh, who cares? Uh, they had a a transgender person on a beer can. I don't care. I don't see what the big deal is. Like that's his whole attitude towards it.
0: I feel like we're trying to win a culture war, and we're trying to win control of the narrative, and we're trying to convince people that this is the side to be on because the left is crackpots and they're crazy. Joe Rogan just posted a video. Uh, I'm sorry, a photo of him with all of these beer cans. I feel like now your opportunity is to stand in front of that photo, laugh, and say, "Ha ha ha! We won, all of you." When you get woke, you go broke. But we're cool, chill people. So now that you've started funding our friends, we'll we'll declare victory. That's why Joe Rogan is selling celebrating Bud Light because he agrees with us. Instead, everyone's saying I disagree with Joe Rogan. He's wrong. And you're going to find yourselves on the opposite side, on on the on the minority side. And then the, the boycott narrative is going to fail. But by all means, do whatever you want to do.
1: I mean, how's Target doing? Is, is it doing better now? Did they ever recover?
0: I don't know. I think they're all still down. And <clears throat> I, I suppose the issue is, I like a lot of people are arguing like the end goal is that Bud Light has no money. And I'm like, well, the end goal is for, for me that any single corporation says we don't go near insert X group of people because they will destroy our business. If conservatives are saying we will destroy your business, then you're going to get, what, what, what were we talking about earlier? Um, uh, Lil, was it Lil Nas? Was he the one who did that that old country road or whatever? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that, that's the longest number one on Billboard chart history. Fascinating. He had the biggest hit ever. And what did he do right afterwards? He made a video where he was banging Satan. And he put his blood in shoes, basically spitting on every single conservative. Why? Because the music industry said, you're number one, you're the best. And these guys will never buy your product anyway. And he said, okay. Then let's double down on everything that'll piss them off. Why? It'll generate press force in the other direction and, and push other groups to, to spend money on us. My concern is when they realize that the the right is a dead market, they'll say, Okay, well then how can we maximize the left? Let's 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 reach out to them. I guarantee you the HRC, GLAD, and other organizations will go to Bud Light and say, You double down on the beer cans and we will push everyone to support you, every news organization. Every politician, every Democrat, and they might just go, screw it. We lost the conservatives in the never coming back role. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Mm-mm. All right. Let's grab some more super chats. Andre tukulescu says, Bill C-21 has just passed in Canada. Rip gun ownership. Look it up. It's bad. Phasing out handguns and center fire semi-autos. Wow. <laughs> wow. So everything? Man. Alpha Turkey says, Tim, the red heifer needs to be two and a half years old. It turns that in 2024, which is seven years, including 2024, before the 2030 SDGs, exactly 2,000 years after Christ died and resurrected. Oh boy! Don't yeah, I don't. Red he- huh? Oh, it's like a biblical prophecy. Uh, oh, the, the red heifer re- re- is a prophecy for the thing? for the second coming, or right. the if you're if you're Jewish, it's the messi- messianic era, the, the coming of the Messiah. Right. And If you're Christian, it's a second coming.
1: Right, right, right. So, what is he saying? He's saying
0: that you need a pure red heifer. For the third temple, for the Messianic era, and there's a group claiming that they have a pure red heifer, which is never, you know, it's really hard to make. They they tried they tried engineering them, but
1: right, a red heifer. That's like a, an animal. It's a cow, a red cow yeah. right? Cow, a Female
0: right. cow is a heifer. A red cow with no blemishes and is pure red.
1: And that's never there has never been a female unblemished heifer in history. Let me
0: check. Uh, there have been, but they need it for they need it for. I believe it will be the third time. So it comes on. It's once every few thousand years right. they get them, and so you have groups that are trying to genetically engineer them. But I don't
1: think that that would count if it was genetically. engineered. It, it does count. It does.
0: Yeah. the The argument among these groups is that the require. So there's two ways to look at it. One is that it's a sign. The other is that it's a requirement. Right. So you can you can you can argue like if you see the cow, that means it's going to happen. Whereas others say, I would like this to happen, then bring me the cow.
3: The uh, the heifer is a mature female cattle that has not given birth could you imagine if they had the perfect heifer and right before it happened some guy took a bull in and impregnated it and they're like no you say don't let it give birth you think they just abort the
5: yeah
0: um, uh, maybe because it's all technicalities man okay ready to rumble says tap dancing is better than skateboarding
2: <laughs> Bro, you're, shots you're, fired
0: <laughs> that that is an opinion you are allowed to have i have no argument because you are allowed to believe that you will you were always allowed to believe that and i respect that you feel that way Thank you. <laughs> people are allowed to like and not like things, man. I don't. I, I've got no beef with tap dancing. I think it's. I think it's cool. I think people are good at it. I just don't enjoy it, so I don't listen to it. I don't watch it, and I'm like not interested. I thought
3: Fosse was really awesome.
0: I watched Street League Super Crown uh, Sal Paulo today. It's like from two weeks ago, but I was just like, man, that was amazing. What is it? The the it's like watching baseball, but for skateboarding. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. So you're like you're watching a skate contest. Yeah, dude. Um, who was it? Um, was it Giovanni? Someone did a fakie frontside 180 to back Smith down the big handrail, and the 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 commentators, the judges were just like, "That is not a trick people do." And it, it it's a it's a it's a gnarly trick. He he basically won because of it. Ba- yeah, you jump backwards, <laughs> blindsided onto a rail. It's just a it's a crazy Whoa. trick. I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it's the craziest, but like if you skate, you're like, what the amazing stuff? Anyway, watch your tap dancing videos. Sounds like they're fun. Golden Fleece Games says, of course, a Christian named Michael would strike down Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Here we go. Zooper Crete Creation says, hey, everyone, this has nothing to do with the topic, but I do love Timcast. I'm from Wisconsin and I make cool concrete statues with music and just started a channel. Would love everyone's support right on. What was the channel? Zuper Crete Creations. You know what I've always wanted to do is, is clay pottery. Me I too. Just, I just love watching those videos. Get a where like wheel. The dude just like puts his hand and then it turns into a pot. Yeah.
5: You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
0: It's like it's like a big, like a big ball of clay. Like Let's they get they a big yeah. that whole you thing. can do
3: the pedal or an
0: electric one. I've been looking at pedal's better. Do you get you can get a both, so you can do both. But like you are exercising. Yeah. But like you have this mound of clay and the guy puts his hand in the middle and then it just starts hollowing out into a ball. Yeah, like, it that is looks like cool. so much fun. Dude, clay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking right. about getting primal. Clay pots. Yeah. So much fun. And then we gotta do glass blowing. Yeah, my buddy did that
3: for a living. That sounds he he fun. wrecked his lungs, but he was good at it. What like are just, you
2: middle-aged housewives? Come on
3: now.
0: Like <laughs> you gotta learn skills Let's to survive. Go. What are you gonna do, do when the collapse happens, Luke, and you're like, how am I gonna make a beaker?
2: I don't. I don't want any of your beaker.
0: You don't want any beaker. No, I don't want no beaker. Do we I'm gonna, sprinkle some? I've been watching in the too clay. much Doctor Stone.
3: We should experiment with this stuff in the clay, the graphy, and see what if it gets stronger.
0: Luke's gonna be eating wild boar, and I'm gonna be riding around on a motorboat. I'm gonna be fishing <laughs> with with technology, and Luke's gonna be like, "Get out of here!" You know, I got a sharp stick. Then I'm gonna be like, I got a glass beaker so I can separate five, five six. I'm gonna take almost. what you got. No, you're uh, not. I'm like, how are you gonna make five, five, six if you don't even know how to make any of these things? I'm gonna be in a bat cave scooping up bat poop being like, I'm getting ready, yo.
3: I'm gonna be making food. Alchemizing. Lentils. Yeah, good, yeah. good luck. Guys. Give me some good salt luck. and I'll take you there.
0: You're gonna need it. Doomsday Machine says the description of the tenets and origins of Satanism make it sound more like an anti religion than a genuine religion. Yeah, they basically worship themselves. Sounds like something Ian would be into. What? No.
1: I always thought atheists kind of worship themselves. Yeah, do. It's like, to me, it's like, how could you be so arrogant to think that you sort of just appeared without any divine intervention from a greater power? Yeah. It's
0: it's it's midwittery. I describe. I, no offense to atheists, you're allowed to believe it. I'm not saying it. But I I I I there's this meme where you got the IQ bell curve, and the very bottom it's the guy who looks like he's not all bright, and he's like, God is real then you've got the guy on the on the high end of the IQ wearing a monk robe saying god is real and the guy in the middle crying saying no god's not real and i i do kind of feel like that's how it that's how it is
3: yeah i was that midwit in the beginning there's <laughs> because, no unless you can prove it it's not real
0: but the issue the issue around god is for the midwit and midwits are not stupid they're slightly higher IQ the assumption is that god must be a man in the clouds as as opposed to a force beyond human comprehension with Yeah, there's a million and one ways to describe, but I, but like the first thing anyone needs to do on this journey from atheism into belief in God is Einsteinian God and understanding that concept that God does not need to be a man in robes. And if that's how you envision it, you have a very limited perspective on what the concept of God is. And I would actually encourage you to look into and read about infinity. That's where it's at. Right. I mean, most
1: people can't even conceive of what infinity means. Like I can't conceive of the universe and infinity. People think
0: infinity is a number. And that's
1: science. though. that's science. People say, oh, you know, the universe and there's this black hole and there's these galaxies. And I just can't conceive. It actually overwhelms me when I think about it. But I can actually conceive of God more than I could conceive of this fathomless, this endless universe.
3: Fathomless is a good word. The uh, if you expand away from a platform super fast, but it's also expanding and getting bigger, super fast. So it's like It seems like it's staying the same shape, but you're getting further away as it's getting bigger. That's kind of- Well,
1: that's science, right? And people believe that, but uh, they don't really know what it means.
3: It's like a meditation I do, and then it
0: opens up something in the back of your brain. It's pretty cool. Pony Up says, Satanists are a counterculture. luciferians, are the secret order types trying to re-engineer society through a death cult. Lucifer rebelled against God and was cast being renamed Satan or adversary. Interesting.
3: Lucifer the light bringer.
0: Ready to Rumble says, Ian, why don't you ever talk about, talk-ish about talk about Muhammad? Why is it always Jesus? I don't know a lot about Muhammad. Maybe you should read. Yeah, I, I was listening to the
3: Quran a little bit. Serge was like, you're listening to it in English? That's heresy. I'm like,
2: <laughs> oh, I've got to get there somehow. Wait, where's, that,
0: where's that Biltong at, Serge? Uh, I'm not playing for it. Well, I guess it's going to so, get so, Someone's
2: going to get a fatwa on their head. I mean, I love <laughs> Muhammad. Anyone that
3: can rally people and unify people, I'm. I'm well, I should be careful about that because Hitler kind of did that too. So mm-hmm. maybe not anyone, but yeah, Mohammed seems like a fascinating guy. And I hear that it was actually a woman's lib movement, a women's rights movement in the beginning. Oh goodness. You here mean here we Muhammad, go.
1: the Muslim prophet? Oh, yeah, no. the
3: Islam itself, like women didn't have much power in, in that area of the world at that time. And then after Islam was created, they were able to um, run the economies of their, of their husbands' houses. So they became like much more empowered in the community. And then over the years, they say like like any religion, it's been co-opted by po- politics right. and stuff.
1: Well, I, I guess everybody's been kind of looking more into the Muslim religion because of everything going on right now to see what it really is. And I think it's interesting that uh, they actually have a book of Mary that tells the story of Jesus. And there's a lot of parallels to the Bible that I didn't know were in there. So it's really interesting, actually. I would love Muslim. to have a
3: Muslim scholar on.
1: Uh, I I don't know if you've ever, ever looked into that but it's it's interesting. The Book
3: of Mary? There's the
1: Book of Mary in the Quran that says, you know, that there was a virgin named Mary that had a son named Jesus and they tell basically the same parallel story to that of that in the Bible.
3: Yeah, Muhammad was a big fan of Jesus as far as yeah, I yeah. can tell.
1: And he, and a fan of, from what I understand he was like somehow friends with St. Catherine of Siena of the Catholic church. It's really how all these things crisscross is so fascinating to me. Like the three religions, Judaism, uh, the Muslim religion and Christianity, they all do this crazy crisscross and they all repeat the same stories. So there has to be some truth to, that, to To what they're saying.
3: I think so. Like God, they, they tapped into like the unifying concept of God. It must
1: be the God. same guy, in my opinion, yeah.
0: Let's grab some more Super Chats. Whatever we hear, the voice of the people says, Jack Smith told the SC he believes that Bush and Obama can still be prosecuted because presidential immunity ends when they leave office to get Trump. He opened the door for that if SC agrees. Supreme Court. Uh, I'm game. Me yeah, too. Yeah, all of them. I all, hope all. Donald Trump says, okay, and then when he gets elected, he just starts having his, he gets, oh man, could you imagine A.G. Cash Patel? Oh my
1: goodness, <laughs> I would love to see Bush prosecuted for war crimes and Obama prosecuted for everything he did to the press. What if Trump was like, uh, I will go to jail yeah. in
3: uh, my as president. I will arrest myself and everyone else. But he he like goes then, with but them. Then he
1: get pardoned You're saying that Donald Trump them. would
0: sacrifice himself for the sake of all of the United yeah, States. he's like, I
3: did illegal things while I was president as
0: well, so we're all going to jail. What if That'd what if be, what if I mean, Trump said kind of that he would allow himself to be prosecuted, but only if Bush and Obama are prosecuted for their crimes as well and all of the people of this country would be pardoned of their wrongdoing. Gosh, that's an interesting concept. Well, I think his Trump, his Trump crimes... would take all of the uh, penalties of all of the crimes.
1: That's Can like you... a Jesus metaphor. I think his I think <laughs> his crimes joke. would be like mere misdemeanors and violations, while Bush and Obama would be like type class A felonies.
2: I don't know. There's, uh, that there's a that deserve the death there's, penalty. There's an operation warp speed that I think is worth investigating.
0: Let me read this one from Doctor mm. Oldsmobile. He says, "Howdy, crew." Ian, your talk of the radio at the beginning and the new song coming out tomorrow made me think of Spirit of Radio, of Love Letter to Radio, but also a critique of the music industry. A lot of the lyrics still hold true to this day. Rip Neil. Spirit of Radio. Yeah, basically, the music industry is probably one of the most captured institutions. There's a lot of indie films. Indie films do fairly well, but, and you can get indie films on Amazon and you can get indie films on other platforms. I, I turn on Amazon all the time and I see these movies that are just total trash. And I'm like, how did this movie get on Amazon? And they've got a really great, like, screenshot thumbnail or whatever you'd call it for the right. movie. And it's like really awesome art with a crazy description. And then you turn it on and it was filmed on like a Sony Handycam from Best Buy for 500 bucks. The, and it's just a trash movie that was made for like $20. And I'm like, what is this? The music industry, however, you're 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 not getting on these lists even when we published our song properly for some reason it wasn't appearing on the iTunes lists oh how about that oops they forgot to track these uh these analytics it's kind of like trying to get an oscar i'm just done with that that path anymore like they're 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 basically like cults yeah it's like you have to bend the knee to the guy the people in charge it's the same it's it's, it's the same thing with everything right kevin mccarthy is is using the weight of the gop against people who wanted to challenge the the narrative of, of the party he was backstabbing Republican uh, candidates who were who were a uh, populist. That's the game. You have to then go to him and say, I will do whatever you say. Just don't hurt me. Right. This is how the game is played. Well, we're breaking that game. They can't stop us. If we sold 500,000 of these songs, not only would we make a lot of money, but Smokey Mike and the God King, as well as Tim Cast Music, would receive gold records from their institutions and their industries. You got to put it behind you. I would be awesome. I I, I don't know how we sell 500,000. That's a really hard thing to do. One sale at a time. One sale at a time. And and the thing is too, like a lot of these records, it's over a long period of time. You know, it's like you put out a a, a song, someone put out a song and like five years later, they finally sold 500,000. Can you
3: gift song purchases? Like buy one for your family, every member of your
0: family? Uh, it, 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 It only tracks if you buy it for yourself. If you could... You'd get an artist who's like, I'm going to gift a million yeah, songs, it. and then it would all be just, it, it's all bunk. There are, you know, there are ways they play the game, but, you know, it's whatever. I mean, I think our strategy is just the best one. We give coupons off on coffee. Yeah. Because the, the secret is, there are a lot of people who never bought our coffee. Maybe now they will because they're getting a big discount. And it's good for cash This is a
3: good one. This song is like, it's poppy, it's, but it's like a one that you would want to buy. That's the cool thing about it. Like, it's really good. I don't know. It's Carter's niche. Like he's really good at electronica.
0: It's like The Weeknd, basically. If you like The Weeknd, it's it's like the whole gag is we were like, let's just take modern synth pop and then make a version of it that was together again from Smokey Mike and the God King to like mock the music industry. And
3: it's two vocalists. We'll talk about it more once it's released. (laughs) So people know the reference of what we're saying, but having two guys go back and forth in a song is like much needed these days.
0: Absolutely. Two guys singing together about how we just need to come together. That's what the song's about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for this. All right, here we go. Bender the Offender says, with the obesity rate in America, they have to balance the plane out by putting fat people on each side. But this is true. So when we fly private, they actually, they they you have to give your weight. So they're like, okay, how many people are flying? Give us the weight of all the passengers because they have to know the weight right. of the plane. For bigger planes, you can't have all the people on one side. It would shift the weight of the plane. So that that's why a lot of people don't understand this. You'll be in an empty plane, and people will be scattered in their seats. Because it'll assign them in such a way to balance the plane. And then if everybody runs from one side to the other, the plane could like it could wobble the plane. I don't know about today if it would take it down or anything like that. But yeah. Alright, what do we have? Rhett Teaster says, Tim, I was a studio art major in college with my main discipline in function... Pottery, always go electric on the wheel. Foot pedals don't keep consistent speed leading to unleveled pieces. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about actually making good pottery. I'm talking about having fun and just like getting that work out as you're pedaling and then making a goofy looking little thing that you can put on a shelf.
3: Yeah, I think that there are pedals that do both. So you can turn the power off and just pump it.
0: Yeah. Or if you get the right gear ratio, you could be able to give it a longer stable period but yeah electric's gonna give you the steady spin all right everybody if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends head over to the best buy the song it's only 69 cents and you will join us in our collective you know what this is it's a spirit bomb like goku and dragon ball z you know what i'm talking about a little surge bit. does he's surge. like yeah, yeah. when goku is like i'm gonna defeat vegeta everybody lend me your power for 69 cents you buy the song you check it out and it helps us uh, and helps the daily wire crew but Shout out to Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles and the rest of the crew at the Daily Wire because I'm talking with their team and they're going they're going to go ham on marketing as well. We're going to put we're going to be putting a ton of money in marketing for this one, just because. Uh, like the other thing I announced is we're doing the Boonies Prizes, so we're going to be awarding ten thousand dollars every year to the top skateboarder, of our choice. That's it, and it's not going to be industry pros. It's going to be like somebody who did something truly incredible. I view it like the Pulitzer Prizes. The Pulitzer Prizes of skateboarding. And then maybe even in the first year, we could do BMX, scooting, rollerblading, and skateboarding and give a 10K prize to people who pushed the, pushed the industry or the sport in some way. I think that would be really, really big. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Kara, do you want to shout anything out?
1: Yeah, sure. If you want to follow me, that would be great. On Twitter, follow me at Kara Castronova. I'm currently suing Facebook because they banned me for life. But eventually, I'll hopefully be back on there. And i watch Newsmax on Saturday nights. Um, I'm on a show called Wise Guys with John Tobacco. And definitely subscribe and read The Gateway Pundit. It's a great publication that I also write for. And I'm always writing breaking news on there.
2: Sweet. Kara, thank you so much for, for uh, coming on. Uh, my website is thebestpoliticalshirts.com. The stickers come off on the members area. And ladies, the price <laughs> is going up in 2024. Just warning <laughs> well, you it's ahead inflation. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inflation, Bidenomics, awesome, the pri- like. a- and and supply and demand yeah, supply. here. You know, there's not a lot around that. Uh, a- a- again, thebestpoliticalshirts.com. I also have thebestpoliticalshow.com. Uh, it would be cool to reach a million subscribers. You guys can make that happen. Subscribe on the best Thank you so much for having me.
3: It was great, man. This show was awesome. It was like extreme downs and then extreme ups. I had a lot of fun. It was dark and it was light all at once. It's a roller coaster um, just like life. Join me as well at Ian Cross And I interviewed Ashley St. Clair earlier other day. We had a lot of fun we went for like an hour and a half. It was super cool. So follow me on YouTube and Minds and Facebook and even though you're and then uh Instagram and X and Rumble. Follow me on all those platforms. Bye.
0: Uh, I am surge.com. Find me on the internet. All over the place. Uh, Twix is the best.
1: Cheers,
5: guys. We'll see you all over at timcast.com in about one minute. Thanks for hanging out.